0: Lock Talk Radio.
1: Now we see the world. The accumulated intelligence of mankind is what makes Stop a better amount <laughs> of a species.
2: Tonight's guest is none other than the brother Ilahu Pleasant Bay, otherwise known as Swift Angel A prolific author, grand chic, and a master more And the topic of tonight's show is The Malignancies of European Western Freemasonry And um, we are definitely going to be breaking down some information that I'm sure has not been heard by the masses, and we are going to explain in tooth and nail who, what, where, and why Freemasons are who they are and why they exist and who is Hiram Abiff and what is your relations to it and what is basically the the accusations that will be made against the – the, the 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 group that we call the Freemasons. So as I wait for my co-host to call in, I just want to say peace to the family. Thank you for joining us on this show. We Could be doing anything else, but you're here with us, and we are definitely honored to have you welcome uh, to have you on board. So welcome. All right. Um, the song that we open up with is from the album Distant Relatives by the brother Nasir Jones. Oh yeah, and Easter Starks by the brother Nasir Jones and Damian Marley. And um, I haven't heard every single song on the album because I'm basically going through it um, meticulously and slowly to understand what's being said and what's being dropped. But I can guarantee you this, that they are letting forth. They're, they're, they are dropping some jewels on that album. And I, uh, I definitely recommend that the family goes out and support our two brothers that are putting forth this consciousness and they are coming together, two different genres, and they are basically letting the people know that irregardless of different accents, irregardless of different land masses, we are distant relatives. We are more closer than we think. We are one. So please support that. We want to see them make an impact on the chart so the people, the naysayers, could uh could shut up and realize that this real music is the new move. All right? So I'm going to open up my line for my co-host, Blue Pill. Peace.
3: Peace, God. Peace, God. What's Peace. going Peace on? How family. are you?
2: Peace to the family. Everything is wonderful. You know what I'm saying? Everything is wonderful, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I was just was informing fun, the, the listeners that we have a, a powerful show tonight. Uh, yes, we another one from the do. Archive Classics, you know what I'm saying? I myself yes, can attest to the, uh, the, the powerful intellect that this brother possesses because um, he was the author of one of the most prolific books dealing with Moorish history, Moorish science, and Moorish studies, and that is the biography of Noble Drew Ali, The Exhuming of a Nation. and um, Right. This is definitely one of my most. I, I recommend this book to everyone who comes and quest, you know, and wants to know more about the Moorish history, more about Moorish science, and especially about the brother, the Prophet, Noble Ali. I, I tell him, get into yes, that book for, for, first and foremost, and then we could uh, we could have different conversations about other things. This book is about 350 pages long, at least the one that I got. I was told that he has a new edition now that he revised. It has your picture in it too. Remember we saw it.
0: <laughs>
2: and um yep. when he comes on the show he's gonna talk more about it. Yeah, make sure that, you know, you drop a link for the family so you know what I mean, they could um get familiar with that, you know. Uh Pete Moore is actually broadcasting live from B More right now. B More you know I'm I'm actually, um, I just returned to be more about a lecture, you know what I'm saying, where the topic tonight is manning up, you feel me, the brothers are here in honor of Khalid Muhammad, this event honoring Khalid, and the theme of the night, like I said, is manning up,
4: and uh, the basic theme is, are we afraid to tell one another that we are war?
0: You hear me? Hello? 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 Red pill.
2: Blue. Yes,
0: indeed. You hear me?
2: I'm, me. Yeah, yeah. Part of me, uh, that was the brother Pleasant Bear on the other line. I should have told you I was jumping over. He was having yeah. a, um, a difficult time getting in because the boards were packed.
4: Right. but Like I said, you know, the topic of the discussion
2: here at this event that I'm at is the fact that, you know, it's a man-up event. You know what I mean? And the first mm-hmm. question to be asked is, are we at war and are we afraid to even ask that question at this particular time, or right. you feel me? And yes, one of, One of the go ahead. No, I'm I'm listening to you, brother. Yes, one of the most pressing things that the brother just said from the podium. He said he said a proverb. He said, you know, give a warning and some will survive. You feel me? And it's this attitude mm-hmm. in the, the quote-unquote conscious community that you know, oh, what happened in Detroit, you know, that's too bad and all that. But we need to,
5: you know, we need to focus on levitating.
2: You know what I'm saying? We need to focus on ascending. We need to focus on the biru because the mothership is gonna come and it's gonna save us. And those things are just gonna happen. You know what I'm saying?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's the attitude. And I'm not seeing nobody man up about this particular situation. And I'm seeing a lot of lecturers that get up on the podium and not mm-hmm. civil rights leaders, call unquote civil rights leaders, you know what I'm saying, or the NBCs or what have you. But brothers like Martin Luther King and them dudes got on the front line and they put their neck on the line, for better or for worse. Whether people want to believe that they was pawns or agents or whatever, they knew enough to say, look, when situations is crazy, it's trying to put your neck on the line.
4: If you're moving with yes, that particular does.
2: spirit, you know what I'm saying? If you're moving with the spirit and you don't have fear in your heart, I'm seeing a lot of fear and people are hiding behind consciousness. And it's just another form of Christianity because instead of they thinking uh, uh, Jesus is going to come out the sky, they think the spaceship and the barrel is going to come out the sky. You
4: mm-hmm. know what I'm saying?
2: Or they think that they're going to start ascending past the clouds or what have you when this all goes down. Now, I did the Dermatria on his sister, right? I did the Dermatria. I went to the Kabbalah. I was listening to the brother, my aunt's shoulder, the other night, and it brought me to tears when, you know, he had a sister on there who was spilling her heart about this particular situation.
0: So before
2: mm-hmm. before the family wants to take a stance that what happened in Detroit has nothing to do with them because her grandmother was on TV talking about Jesus, Okay. When you take mm-hmm. her when you go in Kabbalah and put her name into the Gematria, her number comes up three oh six. Okay? Three oh six means woman. So that baby, Ayanna Jones represented
0: every woman.
2: Not every melanated woman, not every Morish woman, not every black woman, every woman. Hold on, brother. Okay. Now keep talking. Excuse- so that was a sacrificial
5: sacrifice of the woman principle, okay? And then when you put a whole name in the gematria, it means a divine name, okay?
2: So that was a divine sister. That was an angel that we lost, okay? And it's a sign. It's definitely a sign. And it's an impetus. It's a call to action. Whatever you do, do something, all right? So with that said, and that's just for the people who want to ignore the situation and act like it has nothing to do with them. Like I said, that's a that's they that's they an onslaught of the woman principle. So while you want to sit there and talk about big mamas coming back and everything, yeah, that's what that was. Okay? They slaughtered that principle. And we know the number seven is also divine. So everything about that sister was divine. Yes, it was. And can you tell the family that it was so ironic and at the same time so divine that... We were in Detroit when this incident occurred. Yes, and not only were we in Detroit, we were privy enough to be at a lecture that was given by the master teacher, Phil Valentine, Saturday. And what was his message to the people of Detroit who showed up to get the message? I mean, he Shout out to everybody that just show up. Yes, shout out to the family, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to all of Detroit. You feel me? Just as we said, and le- I came back to Bmore. since I've been to Detroit. Bmore seems like a whole different place to me. You know what I'm saying? Almost somewhat mm-hmm. like a paradise.
4: Detroit- Baltimore
2: seems somewhat like a paradise to me after I've been to Detroit. But both of those particular situations show me that, you know, there's nothing that's, that's, that's not redeemable. You know what I'm saying? Because it's ironic that we're going to have the brother Pleasant Bay on the show tonight, and Detroit is where the prophet put it down. Okay? So your most, your most, uh, uh, the situation that you would consider most lost, like you said, that's where the lotus flower comes from. You yes, feel me?
0: In the murkiest
2: there's, water. There's, there's, yeah, the murkiest water. There's a concentration of consciousness here that's strong. These brothers down here in Beemore is about their business. You know, what I'm saying there's no games being played, and I'm just seeing uh, a commonality of people
0: that are
2: that are willing to take a stand, that are willing to man up, and we should be willing to stand with anyone that's willing to take that particular stance at this particular time. You know what I mean? Irregardless of any distinctions. At the end of the day, Indeed. they're not gonna jump out and ask nobody if you got an ID card. They not. You know what I'm saying? not going down like that. They're not. They're not, not going to care so they get what, dot, all, yeah, what, dot, what Ning site you, you belong to. You know, nah, they're not going to care about where's the nationality like card. You understand? What's going on right now is the family is being summoned by divine powers to unify to unify Absolutely. under a
0: principle
2: that is on a foundation that is unshakable at this point. And what we have to do as the so-called conscious family, those who have their eyes open, those who have pulled themselves out of a deep sleep is we have to demonstrate the best thing that we could do to save our people that are out here walking around dumb, deaf, and blind and don't know where they get, they, they don't know where they're headed. The best thing that we could do for them at this point is we must join forces, we must unite, we must exude, we must show them that there's unity amongst us. That's the best thing that we could do for our family members. That's the best thing that we could do for our brothers and sisters out there hurting. That's the best thing that we could do for 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 the family and the spirit of the young princess that got slain in Detroit at the hands of these pigs. You understand? And yeah. from my understanding, they have it on tape. Yeah. Yeah, they got, on, they got on tape, them throwing, you know what I'm saying, the bomb in the crib and then shooting in the crib before they even entered. You know what I'm saying? So you already know what it is. And the sister's service is tomorrow for the family. If you can't be there, just send your condolences and your energy to her spirit. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, put that work in. My magicians, my sorcerers, my black magicians and all that, put that work in. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Some other people and it,
0: that's just
2: talking all that hotness, put that work in. Yeah. And and, and everybody who's talking that hotness and, and and the people that's following, the people that's talking that hotness, hey, guess what? This is your time. You understand? People don't understand that you 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 always will get your 15 minutes. You will always get your time to shine. So guess what? This is your time. You either you either fight or you flight. And see the fight or flight at this point. You either fold your hands, or and, and if you if people are out there and y'all believe in the movements of these rebel revolutionaries, what you need to do is take a week off of work, right? Or if you don't have a job, go in your stash box, and you need to get on that plane, and y'all all need to go down to Detroit and make it pop. No, I don't want to see y'all next to Al Sharpton. You feel what I'm saying? Because they already started with the blind and whatnot, the we shall overcome and the holding hands and all of this. They already started with that. They already started rocking the people to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Everybody that's down with these crews and everything, get on the plane, get on the bus, go down there and make it happen. This is your time. The same thing that happened when Haiti went down. It was your time. Because everybody is so-called for the people, African-centered, you know, we must rise and everything. But the people in Haiti, we I, I spoke to people in Haiti. They never saw no red, black, and green out there. They never saw no fezzes out there. They never saw no uh, Nation of Islam out there. They never seen no star and crescent moons out there. All they saw was Caucasian missionaries out there.
0: The red and So and the red when your
2: time to shine, yeah, when your time to shine comes, it comes when you least expect it. But when you are prepared, when you are when you when you are having meetings and we are when you're doing uh when you're doing when, when you're preparing your people, pit ball preparation prevents uh poor performances. You feel what I'm saying? So it's all about having a plan and being able to implement that plan upon a drop of a gun. So when the Haiti thing popped out, when the Haiti thing popped off, the conscious community was still stuck in the midst of arguing and bickering and, and, and doing all kind of lower-level, uh, uh, you know, just just playing themselves. Couldn't even get up enough money to send an airplane over there to drop some food uh, on our people. It's, it's, it's just sickening. You know what I'm saying? And they want to talk about the, the quote-unquote dead, the unconscious. But when I was in the street, I remember... If a dude slipped away with a little bit of bread, that was his head,
0: right? They were like the feds. Mm-hmm. You could have went to Panama and someone still was going to get you touched. Okay? Mm-hmm. You could have slipped
2: away. You could have been hiding amongst the Amish. They was going to find your head and get you touched. But yet and still, here we are. You know what I'm saying? The motherfucker could tell me what Nibiru looks like and, 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 and,
0: all this other stuff. You know
2: what I'm saying? They can tell me what the rings of Saturn is composed of. But you can't find in your time or your heart, or your sciences and your magic, to make something pop. You know what I'm saying? To make somebody collapse.
0: At all. Mm-hmm. Look at the scoreboard.
2: It's a billion on each side of zero on yours. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You ain't putting nothing on yeah. the board, B. Yeah, we are right, though. You know, the spirit, I spoke to the spirits last night, and we won this war. Yeah, man. I'm getting tired of that. But listen, before we bring uh, in our yeah. esteemed guests, I'm going to open up the lines for our brother to make an announcement. Uh, call it from the 215 758. Peace.
0: Peace, peace. What it do, do? Can
5: you hear me? Peace, sir. Yeah, what's, what's up? What's, what's going up? on, I'm Pooh. What's going on, guys? What's happening? Peace, dog. Uh, Peace, that how are you, man? Peace. I'm well, beloved. I'm well out here. Y'all going in as usual, so I, I definitely want to hear the brother you love, who Pleasant Bay Swift Angel Number One, come in and slay him. You know what I'm saying? Put this whole Freemason nah, 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 nah. thing on 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 the thing. You know what I mean? And for those sure. like, so I'm Pooh, be rocking this thing. Yeah, I, I rock the square and compass, but I I rock it with a whole different aim and a whole different purpose. You know what I'm saying? That's me, that's my mission. I'm in total overstanding of what I do with my thing. You know what I'm saying? But I definitely want him to come in and, and shed the light on that and um get into that get into that deep aspect of Moorish history that has been suppressed by European Freemasons, you know what I'm saying? But um, let me make these All announcements right. and and let this show continue. You know, we got that we got the return to royalty jumping off down in MTL, so we're coming back. You know what I'm saying? That's in yes, July 7th, July seventh 17th at 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. at Pascal's Restaurant. That's an ATL. You know what I'm saying? That information, contact info, we'll get that out. You know what I'm saying? If you're definitely interested in more details, hit me up at Ampu, A-N-P-U, Astrology at Yahoo. You know what I mean? And then we got the Ghetto Shaman Tours popping off that Sunday. We going to the Mounds, baby. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Seating for the vans is definitely limited. I think we got it capped off at fifteen people, you know what I'm saying? But email us at Ghetto G H E T T O Shamans. S H A M A N S Tours at Gmail dot it's gonna be forty, forty bucks a um forty bucks a ticket. And we're going to have a nice little complimentary gift to give to the people that's going to come out and make these tours and start resurrecting that energy on the mound. So we're not going to say what mounds we're going to. We're going to keep that disclosed. That's a secret. You know what I'm saying? Because these places are very, very sacred. And the seating is very limited to 15 people in the passenger van. You know what I'm saying? So hit us up at Ghetto Shaman Tours. You know what I'm saying? And that tour will take place on the 18th, which is a Sunday, right after the return to royalty. Lecture that myself, Red Pill, Lady Offset, be at, you know what I'm saying, Brother Majestic, you know what I'm saying, we all be up in that joint real live, man, doing it live. And that whole thing is building economics, what we're talking about right now, you know what I'm saying? So that whole thing, Return to Royalty, the is properly building with the economics. And definitely, everybody be out on the lookout for the new face of the alleged Media, you know what I'm saying, that's coming with a whole new face and a whole new paradigm that we're going to be talking about at a later date, you know what I'm saying? And that's going to be it, God. Y'all brothers do what y'all do. Be more, enjoy yourself yes, out here, and be more, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I touch I base with the brothers and be more They're going to take me to the mounds out here tomorrow,
2: okay? <laughs> uh-huh. It's a lot, a lot of things popping, you know what I'm saying? As, as we continue to resurrect the energy of these mounds, the mounds are just opening abundance, you know what I'm saying? They're just raining. Down abundance on us, so I got like five or six more states lined up for us, no all doubt. through
5: the south. No so, no it's, doubt, it's, it's no popping. No hit me up. Hit yeah. Hit, hit me up when you do. I'm gonna take the bowl to the Queen's mound over here. So when you on, I'm on over here. You know what I'm saying? And then we gonna we gonna go yeah. in at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. We do, we do it that way, deal with synchronicity and whatnot, man. But I ain't going to top the lawns, man. I'm going to hit y'all up. You know what I'm saying? I'll definitely be on in support. Much love to the family for coming out and supporting us every night. You know what I mean? And Keep it going, Everybody man. I'll holler at y'all later.
0: All right? Peace, y'all.
5: Right. All right, peace.
0: Indeed. Are we ready for tonight's guest? Hello?
2: I guess the brother's on the other line But yeah, family You know what I'm saying uh, We are also returning to Atlanta, I believe Next weekend We are going to be At the uh, Sophia Stewart lecture She's going to be doing Two or three days down there, I believe And we have a lecture on the 30th In Atlanta I'm going to wait for my brother to come back More real weekend
0: Yeah, can you give him the details about that as well?
2: We will be back in Atlanta, Memorial Weekend. The, uh, we're working. It's not solidified, but it might be at the Tupac Memorial Center in Stone Mountain. I mean, I, it has to be there. I need to be there. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that that will be the lecture that we'll be doing on Memorial Day. We'll be in Columbus, Ohio on Juneteenth weekend, the 12th and the 13th be in Columbus, Ohio. Um let me pull that up. And we will have special guests, New York Oil and Professor Griff, Red and the Blue Pill. And uh right. that will be classic as well. Yes indeed. Because, you know, all yeah that that's pure fire right there. You got New York Oil, y'all should all be Lynch performing. You got Professor Griff, Minister of Information and you got the red yeah. and the blue pill. Take you and see me in the morning. And, and we and got uh, a two-day event. Yeah, after we so finish we'll back, we be doing back up to Michigan. You know what I'm saying? We got to go back to Detroit because the brothers yeah. are hitting me, and they definitely are asking us to come back out there. You know what I mean? So we got to touch base
0: and get back um, to the D.
2: Yes, sir. I don't want to waste any time because the brother was having a hard time getting through. So I want to open yes, up please. the line four three four four eight zero. Peace. No the less radio. Peace to the four three
0: four four eight zero. Hello.
2: Blue, can you hear me?
0: Yeah, I'm right here.
2: Yeah, yeah. Switchboard. Just uh, family, give me one moment. You know how that is. Yeah. Switchboard, man. Acting. Riri. Yeah, man, when I got out here to be more, you know what I'm saying? Like, I seen I seen Ra, I seen the sun like I had never seen it before. The minute we got into be more... The sky just opened up, and we don't get the pleasure seeing the sun like that in New York because of them skyscrapers, you know what I'm saying? Like Polite said, they be scraping the sky, but the sky was just open out here, and i seen a formation, cloud formation that I've never seen, and I'm telling you, it's a different energy out here. You know what I'm saying? It's dumb potential in these streets, man.
0: Beautiful. You know Things are
2: definitely Okay, now dangerous. we... Yes, they are. Uh, we so have the four,
3: 434... So. Four eight zero line, peace, peace, peace and blessings. L. E. Pleasant Bay speaking. How's the how's the family? All <laughs> the, is well. We doing better we're now. We doing doing better now. <laughs> peace. You know, the
0: well, you know they they can't. Upon
3: us. Peace. Yeah, they cannot keep us apart. No, they Absolutely can. They not. try their best, but we are here to do the work. So.
2: Peace, can you introduce yourself to the family? We have a packed house tonight. They are definitely showed up to hear the master teacher uh impart his wisdom.
3: <laughs> Praise the Lord. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, it's it's a blessing to be able to speak with the family. Uh tonight's subject matter. Uh we were just recently uh into this same chapter, just Wednesday in fact, on our uh conference call. And uh Dealing with the malignancy of Western Freemasonry, oftentimes uh, people do not realize that in they struggle to gain their freedom and to unite, they often find themselves in little groups and not understanding why we cannot unite, why we can't come together. Uh, oftentimes, why is it that uh, this over here is over there, the brothers and sisters can't get along over here where you have or should have, what kind of society should you have, what kind of government should you have, where's your flag. A lot of questions, and when you look back at it, you'll find there's one grain that's running between everything that's keeping our people down. And it's the the very first thing that got us down in the first place, and that's Western Freemasonry. So a lot of more, I know, that's going to say, well, no, uh, my father was a Mason. My uncle was a Mason. I'm a third-degree Mason. I did, I did. Well, that's all well and good. But now let's look at the history. There's a difference between Masonry and Western Freemasonry. Mm-hmm. Western Freemasonry developed, as Noble Dwali says in his Holy Quran, he said that it was developed by the European nations for their earthly salvation. This is one of the gods of Europe in whom our people know very, very little to nothing very little to nothing. I'm talking about from Prince Hall to the average brother that's walking around with affairs on his head. They have don't really don't have a clue as to the history of Western Freemasonry. In fact, to take it back to ancient Kemet, where they originally stole everything from in the beginning, if you would go to the, put all the European lodges together right now, all the pale skin lodges, I'm talking about the Scottish Rite, York Rite, everybody, put them all together
0: mm-hmm.
3: and under one roof, and then take away everything that they pillaged out of Africa, especially it, mm-hmm. take, take it all away. Do you know what you would have left? A bunch of naked European oh, men shop. standing there looking at each other. Okay? They wouldn't have a seat to sit on or a floor to stand on. Nothing on their back, nothing on their head. They wouldn't even have the ceiling over their head. The blue ceiling gone. Okay, <laughs> the, uh, the the chessboard floor gone. The pillars gone. Okay, not to mention mm-hmm. the the world famous hairdresser of the moors, the wisdom, the Fez, gone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. And uh, when you would look at the history of it, because a lot of our people they get caught up into the uh, treaty of peace and friendship between. Morocco, and the United States. Well, you yes. spoke about that treaty. In Act 6 of his divine constitution bylaws, he said, well, everything that happened between 1779 and 1865 happened during the time of slavery. Well, all right. Mm-hmm. So that means that the United States Constitution, Article 1, three-fifths laws, where we were declared nothing, <laughs> okay, uh, three-fifths of all other persons, then uh, you have the Moroccan Treaty, you have the Dred Scott Decision, uh, the Emancipation Proclamation, Armistead, all of this took place, including the 13th Amendment, which ended slavery, okay, but it did not free anybody, it just ended slavery. Mm-hmm. So all these documents took place during the time of slavery. Well, when you look at the Moroccan Treaty, uh, Sultan Mohammed, who was the head of Morocco, was also the head of the Moorish Empire in seventeen eighty six, he was under the Arabian influence, what a lot of people call Islam. But that is not mm-hmm. Islam, that's Islam, that's Muhammadism. In other words, they blame it on the mm-hmm. Holy Prophet Muhammad, but it's not true Islam. True Islam came directly out of out of Kemet. It took an angel, what they call the angel Jibril, which was nothing but an Egyptian adab master, took him twenty three years to teach Muhammad Islam. Okay? Every day. By the time he mm-hmm. transliterated into his native language the Arabic Arabic, then they call it he said, I perfected for you this day your religion and call it Islam. Well as years went on, the uh Sultan Muhammad under the Arabian influence, he was selling the Moors, and when I say the Moors, I'm talking about the Moors Empire, which included mm-hmm. all the countries, the kingdoms, nations and families, up and down the northwest and southwestern shores of Africa. I'm talking about Tunis, Tripoli, Algeria, Morocco, Ghana, all the way down to present-day Johannesburg. That includes Mm -hmm. the Congo, everywhere, okay? All this was the Moorish Empire that did not dissolve until 1908. So when the Sultan wrote the Moroccan Treaty, he wrote the treaty, although he was selling his own people, the Moors, us, into slavery, Mm -hmm. George Washington and his wife was buying us. He was the mm-hmm. first president of the United States, but he and his wife, Martha, owned 400 moors while well. he was the first president. So they yeah. buy, the was buying the United States of buying the moors, and Morocco was selling them, but they, the moors steady waving the Moroccan flag to this day, all about the United States and Morocco. No, 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 no. That was not for mm-hmm. us, but about us. When you read the Moroccan Treaty, it's about trade and commerce, and if you ask me, what was the most popular business of commerce and trade that was going on in 1786? i give you two guesses, and the second one don't count. The West African slave trade. Human slave. trafficking. Okay? <laughs> there you go. Okay? So mm-hmm. uh, a lot of moors have been deceived about Western Freemasonry. This is a title of prestige to be a Western Freemason and a slave master, which is one that's interchangeable titles. You you could not be a, a prominent Freemason unless you actually own slaves. This was the code. That's why George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and the so-called founding fathers, most of the majority, was 56% of was was uh, Masons, and they owned slaves. So now today you have uh, Prince Hall, and the very largest, and a lot of people saying Negro, uh, that uh, Noble Dr. Ali was a Mason. Answer, what in the world could a bunch of Negro men have to teach to someone who just come out of Egypt that studied to the highest school to learn that was the greatest metaphors that ever come to the West? Okay? Nothing. you talking about a, a bunch mm-hmm. of men that don't even know the nationality from a, from a holding ground. They'll have no nation, no country, no history, no government, nothing. No flag, nothing. Mm-hmm. Now what in the world could they possibly teach Noble Dwali who at the age of 16 found himself in Egypt with no parents, no guardians, nobody. Okay? Just the guidance of the mm-hmm. creator. He was there for 10 years. He was too young to be a Mason when he left at the age of 16. By the time he came back, as a Muslim, he was too wise to be a Mason. Mm. Okay? Because he brought, there's not a Mason in the world that would bring, give you everything that it takes to free our people as a nation of people. being one free national name. Not one Mason. I don't care if you're talking about Clarence Thomas or anybody. the Boulay from Bill Cosby. on It don't make no difference. Okay? There is not a brother who is a part of the Lord right now that has the power to free his own people, although they say we are free, ancient, and accepted. But this <laughs> is a lie. Because how free are our people, how free are you going to be without your women and children? How ancient is a Negro? How ancient is a black man? How ancient is an the African-American? They were all made right here in America. So how in the world, ancient is, how ancient can that be? Okay, and accept it. Who in the world? Although we've fought everybody for this man on the planet, but what nation on earth accepts the African American man, the African American people? What 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 people? What nation? What country? Would come to our aid right now if the United States through FEMA, who has a, what, 106,000 uh, railroad cars on the track right now, at uh, over 800 concentration camps open and fully manned and operating? What country in the world is going to accept us as the people that will come to our aid if genocide was to jump off by the world's most foremost murderer? Right now, today. And guess who would be hitting the bunch? Masons, our own brothers. Because Dwelly said himself, he said, look, if you're not careful, your own brother would enslave you again. So if you look at the duty or responsibility of all the Masonic brothers, their, their whole job is to report to back to the master, just like Prince Hall. That was their job. The British came over; they were snitching on the on the on the people here, the slave masters. And then when the slave master would go back, they would they would tell the slave master what the British were talking about. That was their job. Why? Because they didn't have a government or a nation of their own. They didn't have no lodges of their own, no society. So who else could they report mm-hmm. to? The mace was so rapid that in 1865, when they, when they abolished slavery, they got so ticked off, they created the night Riders, known to this day as the Klu Klux Klan. Klan. All of a sudden, they disappeared. Mm-hmm. And these people ran rapid up and down our necks and backs through our communities for 100 years from 1865 to 1965 without interference and in it. They were doing it so good, they even had to create a whole new world called picnic. Because they was picking a, what they call you know every week. Mm-hmm. Just pick one out of the crowd. Just do some, like Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay? Just do what you want well, to do. Please. Kill a bunch of them and keep it out of the newspaper. Okay?
2: You have because a, they run you have everything. Yes. You have an excellent passage in the book that explains in 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 plain English and in detail what happened to our brothers and sisters in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Can you please get into that?
3: Oh, that Black Wall Street.
2: Oh man, that was
3: terrible. Yeah, that was terrible because what happened uh, in in Tulsa? The originally started out keeping, washing babies, and scrubbing floors across the track like everybody else. The Jews and the so-called blacks. Okay, but. Something they they got together business wise, and they began to pool their resources, pool their money. In fact, they they the average dollar would turn over their community seventeen times before we leave. So mm-hmm. they became rich. They became they had their own banks, their own stores, their own businesses. In fact, some of them would catch the boat and and, and travel to France just to shop. That's how much money they had. Well, that was too much prosperity because why there was nobody to babysit, and so what they did, they went to the National Guard Armory, they emptied it out, they had planes, they cordoned off, uh, I think it was about seven or eight blocks, prosperous blocks of the whole uh, community, and bombed the place with the people in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, genocide. Okay, mass mm-hmm. grave. And do you know, no one heard about this or even said anything about it for nearly 50 years before it came out. Mm-hmm. That's masonry. That's yeah. real masonry, all right? Right in the courts, okay? And a lot of more, they'll come to the different organizations and temples and lodges and whatnot, and they get a little hint of the taste of the freedom. And the very first thing they do is run straight back to the European quasi courts, with with their freedom. Uh, if master, says, it's all right, I'm a Morse American now. I'm, I'm Washington now. Is it all right, master? No, state your mm-hmm. high part out. Those are the same courts that sanction your enslavement. Uh, uh, United States quasi courts, they don't have nothing to offer to our people for freedom. Why? Because the Masons, that's a Masonic playground. All they do is sense. Every time somebody tries to escape, you might get through. But they'll go back that night and they'll mend that fence, and you won't you won't pass that law no more. That's masonry. And, uh, can I read a quick passage that you wrote?
2: That um, sure man. Quick note that I put I wrote down about the Black Wall Street. The first and worst Oklahoma City bombing was conducted by the KKK. Now, family knows that there was a Oklahoma City bombing with Timothy McVeigh. But the first and worst Oklahoma City bombing was conducted by the KKK when they massacred 3,000 free Negroes, Seminoles, and Jews on June 1, 1921 in North Tulsa, Oklahoma. They dubbed it the Tulsa City Race Riot. This American Holocaust is a Mason secret headed by the Knights of Liberty, the KKK. From the air they bombed a thirty six square feet block of these prominent and successful people known as Black Wall Street. Hold yeah. on. That's where we're the way it went down. Clan members the clan members included the judge, the sheriff, police chief, and newspaper owners. They were all Masons from the Grand Lodge of God's country. Records show okay. Records show in 1921 there were 5 million Klansmen in the U.S. 100,000 were in Oklahoma, center of the Bible Belt. 3,000 card-carrying members in Tulsa, Oklahoma alone. Most have never heard of this broad-day front-lawn genocide. How can millionaires, 1,400 businesses, banks, and 3,000 citizens be annihilated, firebombed, and murdered without a funeral or a trace? conspiracy of silence by well crafted by secrecy this is what you take your oath for and that was the passage hmm yeah and that and then you have uh you, ask, you actually have a rapper who uh named his crew Black Wall Street and hmm. has never ever He's been out for about five years The game, Everybody knows. He's never mentioned any. He named his crew the Black Wall Street and never, ever once in any of his rhymes, any of his videos, any uh, document, any uh, interviews,
0: any condolences to the the family,
2: never, never in his life. You know what I'm saying? So, So anybody sees him, pull his coat and ask him, you know when is he planning on doing that? Yeah, well you're gonna put up some money to do that documentary. Exactly.
6: Well, is so that the same there. amount of people that
2: died in nine eleven? Yeah, go figure. Three thousand. So, I'll let you continue.
3: Well, the one thing uh, other that uh, that I want to point out about Western Freemasonry. As far as our people people are concerned, uh, because we are so starving for camaraderie. We want to belong to somebody who wants somebody to recognize us and and shelter us and protect us and things. So they they find that in Western Freemasonry. But this is not true, okay? Now, there's nothing wrong with Western Freemasonry, okay? It's just like, um, as I say in my book, if you're trying to get from Wednesday to Friday, you must go through Thursday, okay? Now, there's nothing wrong mm-hmm. through Thursday. It just happened to be between Wednesday and Friday, okay? Thursday is fine. It's just in the way. So as long as you go through there to get to Friday, you're fine. So masonry is the same thing. If you want to come from slavery to freedom, you're going to have to go through everything that Western Freemason done to enslave you. There's nothing wrong with it. Just give it back to who it belonged to because there is not a one ounce of freedom in Western Freemasonry for our men. And this is why it is we cannot become a nation of people without women and children. The men do not have any power over their own children. That's the first sign to let you know that Masonry ain't for you. It's about you. Anytime you don't have the power over your own children, When a sister can take you, with all due respect, when a sister can take you downtown and a man asks you one question, are you the father? And you say, yeah, and he say, guilty? There's something Mm -hmm. wrong with that picture. That means that you are not a nation of people. You don't have your own laws. Okay? You don't have your own sovereignty. You don't have your own jurisdiction. You don't have your own flag. Nothing. And what's holding all that back? Western Freemasonry. So It doesn't matter whether it's in whether you find the a mason in the pulpit of a church or in the temple or at the podium of in the temple. it doesn't matter they all or it could be the principal of a school they all serve the same purpose. That's the reason why people cannot come together and be united and 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 become their own free national people, although all the true and divine records say you want some American nationals. You are today who your forefathers were yesterday. The whole earth is waiting on you. Come and rejoin yourself with the families of nations. Okay, but because mm-hmm. of Western Freemasonry, this is the biggest uh, stoppage to our to the success of our people uniting. Mm-hmm. Peace, God. Okay. Hello, and sir. Anyone Anyone that yes. wants to challenge that? I welcome it. But well, if you want to know, we're talking about problem, let's talk about the solution. But you can't deal with the solution unless you know what the problem is. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So I want to thank you for this opportunity. Can,
0: can we get into who
3: Hiram Abiff is? What is
2: the story of Hiram Abiff? And where does Hiram Abiff's
3: body lie? Oh, Haramabith is a code name. Okay, he's actually, the, actually, if you want to look at from the uh, commission perspective, he's an African God man. Okay, it's the same yes. thing as uh, knowing who made you. Uh, in other words, he is the one who had the consciousness of God in his head, because that's where he grew. Okay, mm-hmm. so what happened when Haram was hit in the head? It wasn't the Uh, The knife that hurt him It wasn't so much as the shovel that hurt It was that set mall That hit him in his head And made him forget that he was God That's Mm -hmm. why it was easy to bury him In a shallow grave Here in the west There Mm -hmm. were three ruffians That beat up her Okay They were called the Juby Brothers Jubilo, Jubila, Jubila Okay Or should I say France, Britain And the United States Mm-hmm. this is what happened to Haram, or the african god man call him what he is he's the african god man the same one that they have the uh the great seal and they got the african god man detached from the rest of the human family or should i say the all mm-hmm. seeing Eye detached from the rest of the pyramid the rest of the pyramid is the nation of the earth but they don't have god without god there the god man then what what power can it have that's why they got 1776 at the base of it. And more loved that great seal, not realizing the great seal is about them and not for them. We never made a great seal with 1776 and Roman numbers at the bottom of it, unless it was a tombstone. Mm-hmm. Okay? So when it comes down to Harma Biff, this is a, a code name that the Masons use in their lodges. As you look at the lodge, you see there's a coffin in every lodge. Okay? Mm-hmm. And on the coffin is a five-pointed open star. And in that coffin is Haram. Okay? And he will be Haram because you, he do not have his free national name. The only way he can come out of that shallow grave, hold and intact as one national people bear, one free national name, is that he has to have the master grip. In other words... He and God must become one. It must take his will and the will of the creator to become one and that he can come out of the grave. But that's the only way he's going to make it because he's a God. The only way you can keep a God, man, there is to not let him know that he's God. Mm-hmm. That's Hiram. Ram the African God-man, in the shallow grave of the constitutional laws of the United States of America, buried,
0: Mm
3: -hmm. even after the extension of the 13th Amendment into the 14th Amendment. There's 145 years of de facto slavery that's been going on here in this country since 1868. That's Hiram. And it's such a shallow grade that everybody can see him, and he can see everybody, but he can't produce nothing. He can't participate in the Olympics and get no credit for his family. He can't produce no nothing and get the credibility. Even his women, no matter what his women do, uh, John or Tracy, Turner, whoever, okay? It could be Monique. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But it gets no credit that goes to their nation of people. If you want to see a real woman, Look historically at all the things that women have ever done, and I guarantee you, whenever you see their name and their contribution, look at the third thing. you see their nation, okay, Mm -hmm. for which they represented. But our people, no matter what they contribute, and we built the United States while we was in a coma. Sleep. We built this country by mistake. Didn't even mean it. Yep. So what are you saying we can do when we're awake consciously?
2: I mean, we see evidence of what we could do when we are awake around the world for those who can see. So ah, yes. Yeah. I want to read also another passage from your book and it's a quote by the Prophet Noble Duali. He said right. we are a clean and, He said we are a clean and pure nation descended from the inhabitants of Africa. Do not desire to amalgamate or marry into the families of the pale skinned nations of Europe. Neither serves the god neither serve the gods of their religion, because our forefathers are the true and divine fathers of the first religious creed for the redemption and salvation of mankind on earth. Therefore, on earth. We re- <laughs> therefore, we are returning the church and Christianity. Back to the European nations as it was prepared by their forefathers for their earthly salvation. Freemasonry is one of the gods of Europe and was created for the earthly salvation of pale skinned nations. It was brought across seas and woven into the constitution of the nation 20 score and four years ago. Oh,
3: man, you get no argument here.
2: No, I'm just saying, but you know, (laughs) you have some. They they need to hear it, so they can never question who he was. So you know, thank you for even having that in your book. And for the family that's listening out there, can you tell them the website that they can visit to pick up the uh, the, the the new version of Exhuming of a Nation?
3: Oh yeah, I got it on special sale right now too. It's only thirty six ninety five. It's seven hundred pages, by the way, because they incorporated both books into one. And uh, they can go to uh, Seven Seals, www. Seven S E V E N Seals S E A L S Publication with an S Publications. dot com. So that's Seven Seals Publications. dot com. It's right down the front page, and it's the first yeah. book of freedom, guaranteed freedom for the salvation of all 60 million of our people. And we own all this. We got a mandate uh, that's over in Geneva, Switzerland, right now, that declares that we own not just what is called the North America, but Central and South America and all the adjoining islands. All this is a maximum. All this is morris land.
4: Yep. More land.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So the key is the love All we got to do is to wake up Love ourselves enough to love each other And the rest is easy Our power is above the net If you talk about a weapon of mass destruction Think All you got to do is think It's not in the H-bomb It's not in the planes It's not in the pistols and guns and rifles Okay In your head, you can actually stop your enemy, your worst enemy, from even before they they can't even agree to do nothing to you. You can stop them from thinking. That's how Mm -hmm. powerful love is. And when those chakras, that's what Dwali introduced the seven seals, when you line the chakras up properly, then you become God again. Yep. There's your power. the Seven seals, the fix is being solved. When your will can reach the deific will, there's not a problem. So, again, you know, I want to thank you so much for inviting me. Sorry about the disruption, not being able to tune in. (laughs) But uh, we're here. So, anytime I can be of a benefit uh, to you, your brothers and sisters, uh, just call on me. I'm here. That's what I'm here for.
2: No doubt. Indeed, and uh, we honored to have you on the show because you know you are definitely uh, one of our most prominent scholars of this generation, and we have an audience that deserves your wisdom. They deserve to hear the information that you have that you have put together. So you know we're just honored to have you. Um, I, was I just, like um, the now
3: we humble. Let's call each other God. I like that because that let you know who made you.
2: No doubt, no doubt. You made a very good analogy about the way the game hunters collect the heads of their prey. Going to many Europeans and other people, their residents, they have uh, the heads of buffaloes on their walls, the heads of lions on their walls, the heads of deer on their walls. And then you said, by them wearing the fez and these lodges and our royal headdress, our crowns represented the same thing as the capture of the great game. Can you get into that more?
3: Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Uh, this is their way uh, of having uh, showing that they have actually conquered the continent of Africa and all its inhabitants. So what they do, they carry it into the lodges from the temp- Lord Templars to the uh, to the Scottish and York Rites. And what our people, the men of our own race, don't realize is that what they're doing, uh, even uh, in all of Masonry, uh, there's only three degrees. Okay? All at the uh, 32nd and the 3rd, it's only three degrees. you got apprenticeship, fellowcraft, and master. That's it. Okay? And even at that, the very first thing that we teach our babies, and that's who made you, the great God. But that's the last thing that a mason find out. Okay? Yeah. The very last thing a mason find out. And he's got to go through beaucoup money and all kinds of things when the very body of Jehoshua is still right there looking like an African like he always And But they had to pay their extra money to the Pope in order to go see the body of Jehoshua, they're still there, right in Jerusalem right to this very day. Okay? The African God-man. Mm-hmm. So when they get to talk about a lot of people get caught up on that widow's son, you know, there ain't no such thing as a widow's son. In order for there to be a widow, the husband got to die. But since the great God of the universe is the husband man of everything, then he can't die. So since the husband man can't die. There can't be no widow, and there can't be no widow's son. Okay, which is another name for Harold. Well, I'm, I'm the widow son. No, you ain't. How where are you gonna be a widow son? And uh, and the man ain't dead. Come on now. If you the African hmm. God man, if you God, then and I hear I love hearing the brothers address each other as God, because that keeps you on your toes. That makes you have the God up, not man up, but God up. Okay, god up. keep you on your toes that way. Yeah, got up. Okay, and once you do that, you don't have the problem that mortals do because you are beyond
2: that. Speak the language of the immortals, and you don't have you don't have the shortcomings of a mortal. Because if I say "What's up, nigga," that's a mortal language. You're a mortal now. Anything could be done to you. You you don't have any you, you don't have any roof over your, You know you have a roof over your head at that point. So what up God or what's up noble or what's up more will have you living in immortality. So, yes, you know, we must change the way that we address each other because that reflects the way that we see each other. I see my brother as God, so that's how I address him.
3: Well, you know, in uh, in Sanskrit, in India, they have a term when they greet each other, and they got that out of Africa, too. They say namaste. Uh, yeah. The term namaste, what it means is when you greet each other, you say namaste and you bow slightly. You never take your eyes off the individual because what you do, you're recognizing the God in that person. Namaste, I recognize the God in you. And that's what we talk right. about now, being able to, when we see another brother, when we see another sister, even our children, then we recognize a that God that's in them. We talk about love, true peace, freedom, and justice, that's God. Okay?
2: No doubt. Now we'll be on the of God, um, Brother Pleasant Bay. I want to also touch on another passage that you have in your book when you refer When we, the people, refer to the white, to the Caucasian as white, we are referring to him as a God. And you have an excellent passage. I want to to read it. There's only one nation of people on the planet Earth assume the title of white to be God. Only one nation. And like a fruitful tree, You could tell a God by its servants and messengers. Only one people call himself or herself white, and all who call them accordingly acknowledge them as their God. Drew Ali said, what title does Satan give himself? God, and God means ruler of the land. Yeah. Yeah. So can you expound on that? (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, well, it is, just that when it comes down to, uh, when the Europeans, first, I'm talking about uh, Alexander the Greek, right on up the ladder. When they came down to Africa and they seen buildings that, uh, they, when they look at the top of the building, they fall back on, on, on their back. They never seen any structure like that made by man. So they automatically knew that this had to be God. And so what they did when they got back, uh, you talking about people like Aristotle, Socrates, Plato, all of them got their teachings uh, out of Egypt. And when they took these sciences and and uh, back into Europe, then uh, they was beheaded, chased out, whatever the case may be. But later, as they began to accept some of the teachings, then they realized that these were some. God's spirit, and so they start calling themselves God. But it didn't really take effect until around the uh, 16th century, around the 14th century, rather. Okay, that's when they start denoting that they was the pale skin was not so much different. But they uh, after they got control through warfare and, bar- and barbarism, then they began to take on the other attributes as called themselves God. Because they had defeated what they knew was God, but they did it with gunpowder and war. Okay, so they, he he named himself God, gave himself the title of God because white means purity, and purity itself means God. Now God itself means the ruler of the land because why we was governors of this planet. Okay, even from the very days when the, when the Earth was only just one island. You're talking about the Lemuria before Atlantis and everything, okay? And we was God then just taking on human form. But when the Europeans took on the title of God, it became earthbound. The same thing as Asiatic would mean to us. And that's what that was the difference. Because if we had, uh, for example, if you, if you are not aware that your God is within you and that you and God are one, then you will begin to, according to the laws of my you will uh, you begin to serve God outside of the self. And once you do that, that same God will enslave you. you lost and this faith. is where they got the title from.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: No doubt. I'm doing a lot of study of 1492. I just purchased a book. And I recommend this book for the family out there. It's, this is a must right here. I don't I don't care what you're into, because when you realize that the Inquisition of 1492, when you realize that 1492, irregardless of where we might want to trace, where we might trace our ancestors to whatever island that we, you know, that we think that they're from or whatever geographical location that we agreed that they're from, or whatever tribe or village. Irregardless to that fact, what happened in Spain in 1492, that was the zero point that affected the whole world. A lot of things happened in 1492. You had Columbus sailing. You had the falling of the Moors. The last, the, the Moors are being defeated in Spain. The last, the last battle. Correct.
3: Oh yeah, oh yeah.
2: And um, and there were a few other calamities. They call 1492 the apocalypse. That year is known as the apocalypse. That is the year the African nation. This, that is the year that Hiram began to fall. Or or, you know, I'm I'm symbolically speaking, and what I'm reading is that these two nations came together, France and Spain, Isabella Ferdinand, and they joined forces and they defeated us. And once they defeated us. They began what they call world conquests. Never before were these people spread around the world on a con- on a conquest to take over the world by way of sword, by way of pillaging, by way of robbery, and by way of murder. It was our people that were the last vestige right there. We were the last warriors that stood up to the empire of the beast. And after that, that's when things began to fall apart. Can you build, can you build, please, can you build some more about this, this incident in 1492, how this changed world history forever?
3: Yeah, there was a third party, uh, that was there also. In fact, The defeat of the Moors would have been impossible had it not been for this third party. You're leaving out the Arabian, the Arab influence, okay, that came out of Africa. What happened, these were were the Moors. These were those who banked the Moors, okay, because a lot of people to this day, they can't understand what the influence that Arabia had. But what happened was, if you look at uh, today in the Sudan, in day four, to be more specific, you'll find there's a lot of genocide going on. Um, and most of it being, if not all of it, is being uh, spearheaded by the same Arabs that's been uh, selling and capturing their own mother and father for the last 3,000 years, okay? So if, when they came across Africa, they divided the brothers, the families, and the nations according to the said Islamic law, but that was not Islam, that was Islam. And they divided the nations that they came across according to the way that they accepted the Arabian version of Islam. And those that they admired, they would call them caliphs and sultans and what have you. And the rest, of uh, the other 99.9% of the people of the government or the family or the nation was only right, they were called infidels. And they was only right for slaughter, uh rape. I don't know why. They, if you don't like somebody, why in the world you want to have sex with? Them, it's still beyond me. But anyway, uh, rape and then slavery. Okay. So when it come down to Isabella and Ferdinand, when it come down to uh, the occupying of the uh, of the. Well, let me just look at the the uh, the peninsula of Italy and Sicily. Uh, we had occupied that area for so long that we created and amalgamated with the European people that we created two new nations of people, the Italians and Sicilians. So when the Arabs came up in our, in our back, no one knew the most moors from the rest of them because we all looked alike, but we were thinking differently. So when they had the Arabian influence and they joined with what is called, what is called the Christian Crusade, but it's actually what the Catholic Crusade under the uh, Isabella and Ferdinand, and the Arabs... Join with them and bank the Moors. And those who survived the onslaught of doing the Juma, okay, um, this is the reason why Nobu Ali put the Moors on their feet to pray. Say, so you never prostrate while you're in enemy territory. That's in the Quran that way also, okay? And uh, when they banked the Moors in 1492, that what happened was uh at the June those who uh bowed down and prostrate when they got up, most of them left their head on the ground. Those who survived that are those that was used to uh to begin the West African slave trade, whom the Arabs had plenty of practice because they had already instituted and had in full uh swing the East African slave trade. Well, they were capturing uh, Africans uh, that were going to make their pilgrimage, making their hearts, but they never returned home. They, there were still so many of them, they, they would sell them into India. That was the East African slave trade. And there still were so many people, they call them a whole nation of people. They're there to this day called the untouchables or the cities of India. Had, they, had the cities been in, in America, they'd be Negroes because they've been there so long, they forgot all their African heritage and everything. <clears throat> so the 1492 was a remarkable year because it was also the year that Columbus, if you will, was assigned to come across, which he didn't have a clue how to uh, navigate a ship, not like that. And uh, besides, we told the world was flat anyway. But he finally discovered a place with 60 million people already using it, okay? That was 1492.
0: <coughs>
2: listen i want to um i don't want to leave the callers cuz we have a lot of hands raised so i want to go quickly into a few questions we're going to get back into some more of the um the mason uh lecture all right, all right. so i'm going to open up the line. i don't want to leave the callers 415378 you are
0: now on the into a few questions,
2: you're going to get back into support of the. Uh... Alright. going to open up the line 513-295. Know the last radio. Peace. We're now with the best.
7: Over one hour. Two seconds. <laughs> Good in How long? How long?
8: How How long?
2: This one is an additional one. This one is specifically uh, All right. We'll go to another call. Callers in the queue, if you have any questions, please raise your hand. And if you don't have any questions, then press the one button uh, if your hand is already raised. I'm about to take another call from the 919 649
0: Peace.
4: Yo, peace. laws how y'all doing?
3: Good. We good. Doing.
4: How's everything, brother? Everything is good, yo. What's up? But um, may I ask a question? Yes, sir. All right. All right. So um, being a person that knows that there are more and know knowing who I am or whatever, I'm, I still want to travel through masonry or whatever, and I, I and I'm gonna do that. But but what does the uh, does a master teacher have to say about about that, about knowing who you are and, and trying to get in masonry anyway or, or and being a mason anyway? Is that a bad idea? Is it a good idea? Because my, cause my stance on it is is if I gave crackers or whatever, albinos, albions, whatever, if I gave them, if I civilized them because I'm a more, wouldn't it be my duty to come take my stuff back, you know what I'm saying, and reclaim what's rightfully mine because I know who I am?
3: Well, uh, my answer to that question is, is that if <clears throat> you have something that is pure white, it could be anything, sheep or something, and or and, and anything, anything precious, and then someone took it from you, contaminated it um, with all kinds of filth and, and whatnot, would you want it back? Uh No, unless I cleaned it up. In other words, if you had had a fresh glass of water and then someone took the water and they put all kinds of soot in it, maybe it was only just a spoonful of soot. Maybe you couldn't even see it, but you knew it was in there. Would you drink it? No. Okay. So that's what happened when the Europeans got a hold of what they thought with love, to peace, freedom, and justice out of Egypt, out of Africa. And they contaminated it. Okay? And then fed it back to the Moors. But that's why they're not free. Now, had it been what it was originally, then they would be free. Why? Because they'd be serving themselves as God instead of serving the God outside themselves. Do you know how high you can go up in the Lord before you actually see a Quran?
4: I no. I mean, but if you say you there, in <laughs> but, but it's there. Local.
3: Now, why in the world would a what in the world of doing in a Quran doing in a European lodge?
0: Well,
3: I know his more history. Work. <laughs> <So> like, <laughs> no, you, you don't want it. It's like going into the quality course of the United States, my brother. Okay, there is nothing there. This is a hard lesson for me to teach. Uh, to my brothers, but it's true. It, the United States, but from the Supreme Court on down, they do not have nothing that can free you as a people. Nothing. You can win these little, little cases here and there, maybe. But the best you can do is uh, get so, get released. You can't get free. Okay. So well, the
4: only thing that can free me is, is being the right person, who, who I am naturally, right?
3: Exactly. There you go. <laughs> So how do I there you do? go. And you can't do that with Western Freemasonry. Okay. If you bring that into your nation with what it has already done to the United States, what it has already done to your people, and you bring that into a pure and clean nation of people, you tell me what's going to happen to your people.
4: Yep.
3: Sure. Would you want to bring Western Freemasonry into a pure and clean nation of people with your women and children? No. Well, then you've answered your own question because you all know it anyway. All right. So you
4: good? Yeah, appreciate it. Peace. my
0: brother.
2: All right, we're going to go to another call. Got one from the 773 779.
9: Peace. Chicago. Peace, is not from Chicago. What's up? Peace, young God. What's going on, man? Nothing, just chilling, just listening, and uh, I had a question about the 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 Noble Drew and the and the Freemasonry, but he he answered that or whatever. But uh, I'm kind of confused with the whole Morris Indian with the you know. Who was the original Indians? And yeah, like that's confusing to together, me. Put together, put together a good question that'll, that'll sum up that whole
2: confusion that you might have. Just put it in the question, and I'm sure that the master teacher will definitely answer that for you because that's a good question, by the way.
9: Right, because I want to know who, was, who were the original Indians? Was it, okay, with the Moors? Am I for say black or whatever. Was it the Moors or did we adopt the uh the red man culture or whatever? That's what I wanna know. Okay,
3: you ready? Yeah. Okay. The Moors uh, we, our people, uh descendants of the ancient Moabites, they're very ancient Moabite. In other words, the first man, the first God to take on human form. We're it. We are the mothers and fathers of the entire human family. Mm-hmm. Make no mistake about it, okay? We are the mothers and fathers of the entire human family. Now, let me help you with this Indian mess, okay? Yeah. So called. That's that's another name, but I don't want to get into that. <clears throat> but Nobodu Ali himself was born on the Cherokee Reservation in the state of North Carolina. 1886. But when he was asked what was his nationality, he never once said he was Cherokee. He always said that he was Morse American. What's his mm-hmm. nationality, Morse American? What is your nationality, Morris American? Now let me explain why. You cannot trace yourself to your children. If you want the genealogy, if you want to trace yourself, you must start with who your forefathers were and keep on getting up that way, not through your children, okay? We are the ones that paved the way and brought our Canaanite children here to this continent, right across the straits, brought them right here. They were Canaanites. You call them today, they call them Indians. Seminoles and Apaches and so forth and so on, okay? But yeah. they are our children. We the one that brought them here. In fact, with so much so they built monuments and mounds and things in our honor. They loved us so much. They, they them basalt heads they got down there in and sent to the they had bodies underneath of them. they eight feet the heads are eight feet tall. Mm-hmm. Perfectly sculpted. There was bodies exactly. underneath of the heads, okay? That they built in their regard because they looked at us as who we were, gods. They okay? Know, and they know they, they know who that, their parents are. Right. Yeah. Can I so make I'm a comment as well? To say I, that that uh, when it comes to tracing yourself. You cannot trace your Morris identity to a, in a tribe of so called Indians. Be it Yamanji, Wachita, Wichita, Apache, it don't make a dime with a difference. You cannot trace yourself because when you get to their beginning, you're going to be standing there looking silly with a hump on your back.
9: Right. I, you I can't trace yourself to your own out. children. Right. Okay. I kind of feel that. Because, you know, it just. It, it got kind of confusing. I'm like, you know, well, who the original Indians? I'm hearing about the Moors and then the Red Man, and I was like, okay, well, I just ask somebody who really know their stuff, or I try to do the research, or I try. Still stuck at a standstill, or whatever. Well, I guess you cleared okay. it up for me, and uh, I want to ask the master. You got, uh, word descendant,
3: huh? Descendant is the master. Is the master word here? Is descendant. Right. That's what you use to trace yourself, descendant.
9: Brother brother
2: on Pleasant Bay. The young guard that's on the phone is from Chicago. So can you share with the family as well as sharing with the young guard the importance and the history of Chicago when it comes to the Moors? <laughs>
3: uh yeah, it's not very pretty. Uh but um Chicago a lot of moors in Chicago this day they call Chicago Mecca. But you must remember, Mecca is a term that's used to represent the center of the world's highest thought where God and man becomes one. That's Mecca, okay? Where God and man becomes one. It's the center of the world's highest thought. Now, mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong here now, but Chicago is a very gangster place that jailed Noble Ali twice of course, Detroit did, had a little time at it, too, before they killed him. The gangsterism in Chicago has not changed in the last 80 years since George he left the body. It hasn't changed. Not he one year you right. Okay? So the Moors there, and I've I've attended temples there, conventions and everything, okay? And the Moors there are so lost up in Freemasonry that they do not know what happened to them. They don't know how come they can't get along. You you got temples right there, all over the place, and no two temples can get along with each other. Wow. Why? Western Freemasonry. Okay, so it's a gangsterism. You know, you can you talk so slick it's sound good, but how can it produce the benefit to bring us together as a nation of people? This is what Noble Ali came to do. He came to save us as a pure and clean nation of people. You can't do that with another man's concept and another man's idea under another man's jurisdiction. We were not here to become American citizens. We've been there, and look what happened to us. Okay? So we are here now to become our own independent people. That's why we're here. Most and my people are the free, independent people. They don't belong to nobody. There's no such thing as a nation within a nation. I heard that one, too. Well, yes, it is. There there can be a nation within a nation, but one of them is going to be a pop, okay? Not to use the term loosely. I'll just let you know. There's no Mm -hmm. such thing as a nation within a nation. Every nation is independent within its own sovereign rights. that's what I have to say about Chicago. No doubt. All right. This is over.
9: Thanks for the information. I'm going uh, to get the book that you wrote. Uh I think the biography of Nobu whatever. i mm-hmm. seen that and I'm I'm going to get that because I still want to know more about Far Muhammad and whatever, but I just do the research myself because. It's in that book. No. It's in there. Yes, All right. And the, and the uh, I'm blue I'm pill, and red pill.
3: Yeah. Y'all uh, You wonder what happened to Farad? It's in there too. Oh, I you right. wonder what happened. <laughs> yeah, Master Farad Allah, yeah. and all it. Yeah, it tell you exactly what happened to him. When right. the Muftee yeah, came over, uh, we... got and everything. Yeah. Yeah.
4: We're going to see you in the shower when we touch down, family,
3: on
9: the 26th. Oh, you heard? Right. Yeah, because it's, it's a mound out here. Like it's it's so big and so long, like for real. It's by well, my job, right? So. And let me
0: also say something
2: in respect to those mounds. When a quote unquote red man was asked about the mounds, he said, "Look, we don't know where they came from. They was here before we got here.
4: Okay, so
2: they belong yeah. to the ancient mound builders. That's not the work of the red man.
9: What do you mean? All right."
6: Alright. So
2: right. peace God. Peace, peace. Let me go open up another line. Uh five seven one. Two one four. I'm about to open up your line. Yeah, it's acting slow again.
0: Still acting
2: up. <laughs> I'm Not here. coming. Just it's just the mic. Yeah, it's just the thing when you open up the mic. Right. thing still spinning. For all of the other callers that are out there, if you have any questions. Raise your hand. We have a few hands already raised, so we're going to get to them. Yeah. Did you have a question that you wanted to ask, uh, Lou? Um, a lot of my questions have been answered, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes you yes. get the best answers in the world just by listening. You know what no I mean? No doubt, Indeed. So absolutely. Uh will you be you doing know, any lectures anytime
3: I, I, soon, Elder? Uh yeah, I see. I'll be going to Oregon, uh I think it's in June, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And um in Indiana in July. Uh Georgia in June also. That's all I can think about right now. But I, I'll go anywhere. they send for me. I'll be there. Will they be posted on? Will it
2: be posted on the um on your website? The, these upcoming lectures. Yes, so it will be. Can keep up with them. Okay. Okay. And if they want to book you for a lecture, they could contact
3: you via the website. Oh yeah, definitely. And the email address uh, so is exhumingofanation at hotmail dot com. That's the subtitle of the book. Is exhuming of a nation. Definitely. I hope the family that's knows. My,
2: uh, that's my email that, address. Yes, if you bring this brother into your town to teach the community, you will benefit. You will benefit immensely by the information that you'll receive. And we're not saying to take. Go and research everything that you hear. You know what I mean. Let it speak to your soul. But um, you definitely need to contact and find out. What is his uh, fee? You know, what I'm saying what is what is what is his cost, and put that money together and bring these brother, bring the brother into the town, so he could bring the product, he could meet and greet, share information, and then this is how this is what sovereignty is. This is the building blocks of sovereignty. This is we can't talk paperwork and all this other stuff if we're not demonstrating coming together and building this nation brick by brick by brick. The real master mason, the master Morris way. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know what I'm saying. So I'm gonna open up the 571. and I'm gonna see if this 571214. Peace. Peace. Peace, family. Can y'all? Yes, sir.
10: Uh was I just want to thank y'all. Thank y'all for um, having the elder on the show tonight. Um, I'm really appreciating all the knowledge that is putting forth. Um, I had um a, a a couple quick questions. One um quick question um was um what books would y'all recommend um you get into to really um get into the Moors history so you could get a so I can personally get a better grasp and just just know the history of the Moors uh stronger
2: Definitely the uh Exhuming of a Nation the autobiography of Noble Drew Ali over 700 pages that's that's a must The Golden Age of the Moor by Van Sertimer. That's a must. Um, The Moors in Spain. The Moors After Spain by Stanley Stanley Lane Poole. Those are excellent books. And I'm sure my other brother's brothers could share some. Oh, this one here, The Dogs of God by James Reston Jr. R E S T O N, Columbus, the Inquisition and the Defeat of the Moors, James Reston Jr. Dogs of God is going all the way in. So.
10: Okay, thank you, thank you. Um, Les Bay, you I got a
2: book? Huh? Mm-hmm. Do
3: you have a um a, a book recommendation that you have book recommendation list? Oh no, I just man, I just had one book in me, and that's the Noble Dwight Leader, Zimmer of a Nation. No doubt.
10: All right. No doubt. I'll be sure to, to check out that book definitely. Um my my second question was, um I, I just had um I I was listening to Horace Butler and uh some of the some of the research that he did, um, he was saying that um a lot of Africans came over to South America and they um did the ones to to thank for um the okay. OMAC and um, Aztec civilization and actually uh, some certain gems that he dropped was um, Heru or uh, the city Peru or the, the, the capital country of Peru is actually um, Heru uh, abbreviated and shortened and you can see actually see a falcon um, in the city built into the city landscape if you um, look at it from above and that um, they were the um, original builders of the Panama Canal. Um, but for whatever reason, they stopped building the canal halfway through. I was wondering if the elder had um, any information um, that uh, he knew also about um, South American moors and um, the Panama Canal, or if he knew there was any type of connection.
3: Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Like I said, that's what the mandate showed, that the whole continent of the Americas is ours. Okay? And the reason why, because we inhabited the thing thousands of years ago. <laughs> but north, south and central. It wasn't divided up like it is now. It was just continent. You know, just far as we were concerned, it was at home. Okay. We just busy spreading out the human family, giving them a place to live. All right. See so you must remember when when we when we travel, you travel as God, you didn't talk. You used telepathy to communicate with, okay? And so, and when you move about, then you move about with with the with the shock of the wisdom, which means like there was no thing that had weight that you could not move. In other words, if you had to move a, a what we call it be a, a forty ton block right now that it wouldn't be nothing to you to move it. That's what I thought you just you take the weight from it and move it on. there would be no gravity or nothing. Okay, that's the power that you have As God And that's the way we moved about the earth And anywhere else in the universe We decide to go Even beyond the circle of the sun mm-hmm. And you can do that you, you express it every day When you lay the body down You go wherever you want to go In the future, in the past, and wherever you want to go And you don't take the body with you So why, why can't you do it consciously? The body can't think, the flesh can't think, the bones can't reason. No way. (laughs) So the only part about you that really works is God.
10: That's true. All right, well, that answers my question. Um, I really appreciate it, and uh, thank you for your time.
3: And we love you too, brother.
2: All right, have a good one. Peace. open
3: up another
7: line. Seven seven three four two five.
3: Peace. It's long. It's long, President Bay. It's long I got you.
7: It's long. Um I'm reading your newer text and I'm looking at page ninety seven at the bottom on Prince Hall. If you can just briefly speak on Prince Hall. I was um a Western Freemason Easter start, and I broke away. And after I broke away, I actually tried to come back and talk to a lot of my brothers and sisters um, after reading your book. But a lot of them seem to believe that because they are Prince Hall Masons, that they're kind of in the clear, and it's okay. But they don't really know who Prince Hall is. And if you speak on no, for not. a few seconds, that would be greatly appreciated.
3: Okay. Well, for one thing, uh, there is no such thing as an African Mason. Okay, either you are a Muslim God, or a, you know you're a God man or a God woman, or you, something else. Okay, you would not be into a fallen state. A Mason is a fallen state, so you wouldn't want to deal with that. When it come to uh, uh, Prince Hall himself, uh, you got to remember, although he was not born under the offices of the, uh, it was the Constitution at the time, but the colonies under the British rule. He still became, was subjected to slavery just like everybody else.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: He, in fact, when he be uh, when he became head of the lodge, he he was a head of the Negro Masonic lodge.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, so that lets you know right there. Since um, you have to ask yourself, who made the Negro? Okay, there is no such thing. Did um, you got a free Negro? and a Negro slave, uh, the Negro slaves, there's no difference. They're both Negroes, and they're both man-made. The great God never made no Negroes and no black people and attached it to the human family. Okay, so when it comes to Prince Hall, this right here is something of, that people like to use to pacify themselves. You can't get any growth out of it. You can't get any nationhood out of it. There's no freedom in it. Uh, there's nothing historical about it as far as the genealogy that you can trace yourself to your ancestors, you know, there's nothing that you can't even unite your family because the the brothers who think they're mason, they got a secret, and they can't even tell their own wives because she might be signifying looking through the window through some red brick house or some foolishness. So they give her a star to that upside down so that she can receive her blessing from between her legs. It's silly. It's just silly.
7: Yeah, and, and the first Hall Lodge here in the city is, is large in numbers, you know, and you even spoke on Chicago, but it, it's been stated that, you know, unfortunately Chicago will pay for what it what they did to Noble Duarte League.
3: You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I that was the, amazing. I it took the to couple down. Okay? It's in my book, too. The proof of it is in the book.
7: Yeah, yep, I'm in it yeah, yeah. Thank you, so you wanna know
3: what happened to the Morah temple? How come nobody with all the blessings the noble dolly brought back here out of Egypt, and you wanna know what happened over the last eighty years? how come we were born with negro and our birth certificate huh yeah.
7: the sign is dead because like you said you, once you go to the European courts and ask them to help you, it divided it so that's it's it. It's over you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, we went to the European Court, so that's what happened. Well, but it's an excellent book, brother, and I thank you so much. And I would, you know, encourage anybody to buy it, no matter what the price it
3: is. Well, thank you. I'll pay this. Yep. Thank you. All right.
2: Yeah, let's open up another line. Let me see. Before we do that, is there anything that you want to share with the family?
3: Well, you know, I'm just honored uh, to be able to have this opportunity uh, that we can spread the love uh, to each other. There's so much that, um, that we need to share. Uh, The reason yeah. I insisted on research, you know, don't take something just because I said it. No, because somebody else said it. You know, I didn't even believe Drew Ali when I first came to the college. I, I thought he was some kind of pimp. Huh. I said, oh, no, mm-hmm. uh-uh.
0: <laughs>
3: and guess where I went? I went straight because he had, I should have, he said, Uh, for if you don't believe i like, he said, go to those who know law and city hall and in, your, in, in the government. And asked him in an intelligent tone. And that's exactly what I, I went straight to the FBI. Who is this man? <laughs> course, I was locked up in federal penitentiary, so it wasn't hard to do with this. Shit. <laughs> but, yeah, I check it out. I check it out. So I researched. And then when I found out that this brother, at the age of 16, was in, in Egypt, going through all the halls of learning, Without any talk mother, about father, nobody. Huh? Can you please talk about that? Noble Drew Ali's experience in Egypt those years. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Good gracious, you know. Um, that's why that a lot of people confuse him with what they call plagiarism with this guy, Levi, uh, with his book. Uh, uh, I almost said that to be a grant, but Wait, that God. was there, too. But just uh, the uh, uh The Aquarian Gospel of Jesus the Christ. Now, the truth of the matter is that when Noah Dwali was born, then all of these gates was opened up worldwide. All the secrets that had been held back, the missing 18 years of Jehoshua's life, all the keys out of uh, Kemet, Egypt, uh, that had been held back by the Muslims of India, Egypt, Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Palestine, they were released in uh, 1886. At the same time, to every nation in their own native tongue, what Levi did, he in turn said that uh, he had Jesus as a little blonde-haired, blue-eyed boy. Now, you know, you can't, you, what do you expect from a European, okay? <laughs> so, and his name wasn't Jesus anyway. It was Yehoshua, okay? So, mm-hmm. but Du ali did, he went through the, the chamber, he went through all, the, they tested him. One of the ways that they tested was they put him in the pyramid and told him that there was only one way out because if he came back the way that they put him in that door, they were going to kill him off, his, off with his head. So when he came out, mm-hmm. a matter of several hours later, he came out through the paws of the sphinx, okay, which was the only way. That's where they knew who he was, okay, and to this day, they just figured out, I think it was what, about maybe 30, 40 years ago, that there was actually a door there and a doorway there between, because they've been covered up with sand, okay? And uh, also, another thing was when Drew Ali came out uh, after, in the 10, 10 years he was there, and he was learning all the – he had more knowledge than a Harvard graduate of our constitutional law by the time he got back, and he never had no uh, formal uh, education here in the States, but yep. he knew English very well, okay? And he had more knowledge of constitutional law than man, yeah. And so, But that's not the first thing he did. When he came out of Egypt, he went straight into the holy city of Mecca, okay? And to let you know how powerful he was, they didn't cut his head off there either, okay? And when he came out from there, he had the full authorization and respect From the Saudi family, the head of the Saudi family, who they later named Saudi Arabia Arabia after, called Saudi Arabia, okay? The head of the Saudi family uh, gave him all the authorization that he needed to bring Islam to the West. The same Islam, and there's a difference, but he brought the same Islam that was given to Muhammad, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. The Islam that they have today, that's not the same Islam. It's hard to get my people to understand that because they've been hoodwinked and bamboozled and, and, and traumatized in slavery. It's sort of hard for them to go there and recognize what Islam really is, and they, they don't know it. Okay? But it's the true Islam teaches you how you and God are one. You ain't got to look for no middleman or no... Something after you die and all this other kind of face no rock, you know, it's uh for you to to do that it's like uh, Looking for bread and you got a loaf of wine under your arm <laughs> Okay So because if you want to you know really get into the powers of the great of the creator you must go with that Okay, is it just that simple? so when drew Ali came out of the holy city of Mecca then he had all the teachings and the, and the verification. He received the title El Haz. That was his holy name, El Haz Sharif Abdullah Ali. Okay. The same way so he we have El Haj Malik Shabazz. Uh huh. If you make your pilgrimage, you you gonna get the title El Haz anyway. No doubt that's it. how you know. <laughs> okay. So and that's what Ali did. He said, "I have a high name." He didn't use it at all, but he used it when he went down to Panama, uh, not Panama, but Havana, Cuba in 1928 when he declared uh, people as a nation of people. And the president, the secretary of the uh, United States was there, Hughes, okay? Um, there were other tribes and nations that were there at the Pan-American Conference uh, in Havana, Cuba in 1928 uh Noble Dwali yes. did not go as a representative or founder of a religious organization no that he founded called the Morris Science Temple of America. He didn't go there as that. He went as a as a head of the Morris American national government. And he received mm-hmm. a mandate that let it know that the that we as the Morris American national actually own the continental of the Americas. He had five years to activate it, but he left the body the next year, 1929. And it went, mm-hmm. the mason took over the organization, and the mandate went unresolved until 2007 when we was at the UN conference in uh, in New York. And that's where the Declaration, chapter 23 in the book, 24 in your book, though. Uh, the Declaration of Proclamation is on my website. That's what yeah. the delegates from Geneva, Switzerland, that's where the most of are declared as a nation of people again. And we have the same mandate. This time it's in um, Sweden. Okay? Because mm-hmm. Sweden is, is today what Egypt used to be yesterday. They're the one that have the roots of the human family as to who lives where, who stays where, and the genealogy of the whole human family is in Geneva, Switzerland. Yeah, yeah, the human mm-hmm. genome. Okay. okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And our mandate is there saying that we actually own the continent that everybody else is visiting, squatting, except us. We're home. Yep. We're not just indigenous and aboriginal. We own this sucker, okay? Yeah. I just like saying that now. It get it my ends. little earth, earth language off, okay?
2: Hit the earth language. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to open up another line. We have many hands still raised. us from the two one five nine one five. Peace,
5: peace. How you doing, brother?
2: Good, man. How you? Doing?
5: Fine. I I, I just want to call and give respect to the elders. I just want to know, um, from my reading and research, that the Hebrew Israelites and the Moors tend to they went into Spain together. What relationship do Hebrew Israelites and Moors have back then compared to now? Why they don't tend to um
3: eye to eye anymore well for one thing you have to deal with the origin of the Hebrew part okay for example uh, the Hebrew was a a name that the commission gave to their slaves Mm -hmm. no Hebrews came into Kemet they were made in Kemet had the Mm -hmm. Hebrews been in America they'd be Negroes Okay. This is why, and I just give me a little brief history. This is why, during the uh, the, the uh, Musa era Moses, during his era, when um, they had to wander around in the, what they call the wilderness for eight for for forty years, okay, mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. they could go into the promised land. The reason why, because they could not go into a promised land because there was no land promised to the Hebrews. Hebrew was the language. That they developed out of the Comitian language while they was under trauma, similar to our Ebonics today. Okay, you would develop a language out of the oppressor's language, but you would use it to satisfy to satisfy to your your own customs and culture. Okay, although you may be slaves, so that's how the Hebrew language became so effective. But the Hebrew language and the Hebrew people are two different things. One of them didn't exist. So when they went tried to find the promised land, there was nowhere for the Hebrews to go. So it took two generations before they come to the realization that, wait a minute, uh, I'm originally a Hittite. The other one said I'm Amorite, Moabite, Canaanite, okay? And that's when they went into the promised land. They had to go to the whoever their forefathers were, that's who they had to become before they could go into Canaan,
5: okay? So you're saying it was a whole bunch of nations that came out of it? Egypt together and that's why the whole nation formed that went into the promised land?
3: Yeah, that's where the Israelite came part about because you must remember there was they were different tribes. together mm-hmm. collectively they were called Israel. Mm-hmm. Okay, but these are different tribes. When you okay. would separate them all together, you know, they they would they wouldn't they probably wouldn't even like each other. There was that was that was a collection of tribes and families called Israel. I think about twelve of them or so. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when it comes to the to the Hebrew, that's that, that that came along later. It's like trying to impose Negro on, on the population. You ain't got no Hebrew land to this day. Okay, okay. So what's the relationship with the Moors? That's why them. That's why some of the Moors didn't get along. Okay, because there was Amorites up in there, and there was Moabites too. Mm-hmm. That's why get they didn't get along.
5: The Moabites descend from um, Let, right, and Let was um, uh, related to Abraham, right?
3: Well, oh, actually, it goes long. The Moabites, the ancient Moabites, go long before that. They, they go all back, back to Lemuria, man. Okay. The ancient Moabites, yeah. You know, you you about when the earth was first formed. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, Abraham wanted him with sperm. You know, we ain't even thought about Abraham. We wanted him in the scroll at the time. <laughs> no doubt. Peace family, I appreciate that. All right, take Calls
2: care. Up, you, man.
0: Are,
2: no doubt. We have 3 minutes remaining. So, can you, everyone who wants to continue to listen to the show, I need you to call 347-637-2135. That's 347-637-2135. Alright, and we are on for another hour, but we won't be uh streaming live. I wanna open up another call. This time from the seven one eight four nine three. Peace. Peace, peace,
0: peace. What's going on? Morris
2: Brooklyn
8: Intelligence.
0: Peace. Peace, peace.
8: and pleasant day Peace and blessings. Peace. What's up? Yeah, um, yeah. thank you for um, being on the show I also have um, Your book it's a, it's a great read For people that don't know anything at all About Ali, What happened with the Morse Science Temple One of the most buried Organization And, and movements on the planet mm. I don't think people really understand that It was 1913 When this young brother came on the scene and, and made um, a, a shockwave on the planet. Mm-hmm. So not, not to mention a shockwave and an earthquake that happened when he was born, but, you know, that's another story. But I just want to add on for um, the brothers who was asking the question, they were asking for books they could get on the moors. As a researcher, yeah, I yeah. found out that, um, that there's many, but you could look up, of course, get in Pleasant Bay's book. Because that's like um, a Moorish encyclopedia. Um, also look up J.A. Rogers. Um, another guy named David um, McRitchie, or Mac Ritchie. I oh, J.A. Yes, um, Rogers, who is also a student of Moorish Science. And there's a few others out there, but um, those brothers really go into the Moors and the American the ancient people in the Americas and, and worldwide. Um, on the masonry tip, I don't think people really understand the language that M and Bay is using. Like a, he's saying Western Freemasonry, you know, what I'm saying, for a reason. Western Freemasonry is, of course, the copy and the corruption of the ancient craft that we was doing. Exactly. Western Freemasonry is degrees of... Morish science. If you study history here in North America, every republic was not able to become a republic unless a Masonic lodge was there. Hmm. Because the only way you could be part of a government is if you had, one, Moorish blood in you, but they don't do that anymore, two, you had to be a student of Moorish science. That's why every state has an old Masonic lodge. In order for you to rule or be part of any government, you had to be a student of more science, otherwise you could not exist or even speak. So there's a difference between Western Freemasonry and the ancient craft that we was doing in order to perfect man. That's why there was pyramid universities all over the planet. The next thing is Mm -hmm. they could look up a a person named Angelo Salomon. And Angelo Salomon was basically a Moor who rewrote the whole entire Freemasonry in his time. And he was allegedly a so-called slave. So how could a, yeah. a Moor, a so-called former slave, rewrite the whole Masonic rituals? Because his tassel was sin-swinging 360 degrees. Mason tassel. So, to not, add on to
2: that, not only did he rewrite it, but when the brother made transition, they slayed him. And they took his skin and put it in, 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 a, in a museum because they were wearing his skin to imitate that they were him. That's how great
8: that they considered him.
4: Right. Yep. Okay, so people need to do this research
8: because it will jump right out at them. Now, for the Moors and Indian history, it's very, very simple. Just go into etymology. The word Indian comes from the word Indus. That means dark, indigo, or bluish. So Indian is actually a derogatory term to describe the pigmentation of the dark people who was here. So if the word Indian means dark, West Indian, American Indian, Native Indian just mean American, dark person, Western, dark person, native, dark person. So we was already home. Like I try to tell people all the time, all the continents start with the letter A for a reason. Americas, Asia, Africa, and Antarctica, Australia. Because the letter A is a Masonic code for a pyramid. And who were the pyramid builders? We claim that the slave master lied about everything under the sun. But when he said that we came from one continent, we believed him.
1: Uh.
8: But we don't know that North, Central, South America, the Caribbean, was Northwestern and Southwestern Africa, like Nobuji Ali explained. Okay.
0: Okay.
8: So this is Africa already. So if you come with a Moor saying, are you African in that kind of context, of course we're African. But they don't know that Moors are technical and we're dealing with ancient history, not modern, pale, mulatto, or corrupted. Is ancient history. So that's what I wanted um, to add on. So if you are more and you're dealing with Freemasonry, that's like you going to elementary school. So either you want your tassel to be tied down, pinned down, and sewed down on the left hand side, giving honor to the woman, or you can make your tassel swing 360 degrees. A six year old or any child could put on a fez as long as it's fit. But why the heck do you want to be a Shriner 30, 40, 50 years studying your own science? You're Haram Biff. The secret is out already. Hmm. Buried in the North Gate. That's North America. Like, what else do you want to know? Just study your, your ancient science and your ancient ways. Indeed. Egypt and these little jurisdictions that you see on maps, those are modern calculations. When you're dealing with ancient, original people... Our block was continents. That's what our blocks are. If you're in Africa, you won't go to go to vacation, you go to Hawaii. You go to Peru or Central America. That's how we was rocking. So Egypt's yeah. empire was spanning continents, not just a little section and corner in the northeast pocket that we see um, today. All right, that's all. Peace. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> when you go
2: to see the tut exhibit then you will know beyond a shadow of a doubt that our people were not just secluded to that one area they were so divine and what you see that they have created it would be we would be it would be um almost an insult to say that they would never have the technology or the know-how to travel outside of egypt like we're just so smart because we have a boat these days they just, okay. and we can't fathom them braving the waters. No, not them. Impossible. And these are the same people who build a damn pyramid, and you can't to this day come up with a correct, you know, many people have come up with a correct calculation and explanation of how it was built. And, And when you come up with it, you know that these people were geniuses to the point where we know that they were able to travel in time and space. Upward out of, in, in, in galactical travels. So you mean to tell me that it was impossible for them to be the ones that built pyramids all around the world?
8: Please study global history. There's hieroglyphics in Australia, hieroglyphics. Um, exactly. In the Grand Canyon, hieroglyphics. Hieroglyphic is not just only staple to Egypt. The word hieroglyphic is two word. Hier means sacred or secret. Glyph means writing. So all over the planet, don't you find sacred or secret writings? Mm -hmm. And we were doing these things simultaneously. Like the Moors and the Egyptians are one and the same people. Read a book called Stolen Legacy by George E.M. James, and on page 39 and page 40, it explains to you that the Moors are the custodians of the Egyptian mystery system. How could you be a custodian of an ancient mystery system, unless, one, you were the same people, or, two, you were an adept in their priesthood. But why would the Cometans make somebody else be an adept in their mystery system? There was a reason why, even in Spain, you could still find hieroglyphics. The Moors were still writing in hieroglyphics when they were in Spain. Listen, Alhambra and
2: Al-Andalus, when you look at the structure the people, people haven't even seen the architecture. They have not even seen the structure of these palaces and these castles. The the, the whole country, Castile, was known. That's castle. We had cities full of castles that we built that were reminiscent of the castles that were in Kemet.
8: Hello. Mhm.
2: Like you could still go there and see it.
8: It's there. When Kemet fell, Spain became the university in the east, like we're still only talking about the east, we're not even talking about the western history the whole entire Mm -hmm. eastern region is called occidental I mean oriental the western Mm -hmm. part of the hemisphere is called um, occidental if you get an oxford Mm -hmm. dictionary and look up the word more it would say the western inhabitants or the western people they're talking about the western hemisphere so please do research because all this confusion is not even necessary. And like I said, Pleasant Bay book um, will help filter some of those confusion. So, peace. Peace.
2: All right. Brother Pleasant Bay, you still with us? I think he might have got clipped when the uh, switchboard's. Ended. All right, blue, you still there? All right, well, I'm gonna open up some lines so we could chop it up. Four one five four one zero.
11: 415 410, peace. What's going on? Hey, what's up, fam? Just bring forth um, man. I'm thinking, like, a lot of people they need to get in more in-depth, I think they need to open up the more science temple and, you know, really get it out to the people. But then, again, I don't think that it's any competition between Freemasonry and being a more. Because it's like if you're a Freemason and you're a more, they want you to become a better more. It's, it's more about it's specula- it's speculative, speculative philosophy. That's what it is. That's what Freemasonry is, to an extent. But it's more based on charity, and it's exclusive, meaning everybody can't get into it. Usually, you gotta have a father, or uncle, or some family relative that was already in it to be in it. So, I mean, our focus shouldn't be on Freemasonry, cause hey, can I, can I add up? all they doing is charity. I'm
2: sorry.
11: I mean, if anything, how many on.
2: um, how many how many Masonic learning centers do we have in the neighborhoods? or Masonic, How many, you know, charter schools, like, you know, Masonic schools that they created?
11: No, what, well, I know about the Prince Hall Freemasons. What they do is they help uh, retarded children, they help uh, drug and homeless people. That's what they do in this area. That's what they do. That's where their money goes. And then they uh, take in foster children. They help the foster children. They help. They help along the lines, but that's not the point. The point is that that's something we shouldn't even worry ourselves with. If anything, people need to know more about Dru Ali, Circle 7, Quran and things of that nature if that's what we want to build on. Because regardless of whatever religion you are, masonry is just a brotherhood, just like anything else. Now, we got to unify our brotherhood, and why focus on their brotherhood unless we're going to take some of the stuff out of what they do and use it. If we're not going to do that, we wasting time. Talking about it.
2: Well tonight what the brother did is he brought to light what European Freemasonry. European Freemasonry and the ramifications of that institution. And he showed empirical proof in my book. Even when I do the knowledge that we've identified an enemy. We're not talking about what they do in neighborhoods, and we're not even talking about Prince Hall Masons. We're just identifying. We're we're identifying the organization that is the culprit in the wholesale genocide and the amnesia state of our people. We're talking about an organization that has their hand in that. Irregardless of, that's like if I'm getting on UPS and you work for UPS and you get mad at me because I'm coming at the corporation just corrupt from the door You signed up to the corporation, but I'm telling you that the whole corporation got to go and then you but you take it Personal because you're in UPS. That's not what this conversation was about It was identifying for people who do know and for people who do not know that there is a purpose for European Freemasonry before anybody that was melanated within their organization and I'm not saying the original Freemasonry that we created prior to that. I'm talking about the shit that formed in, 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 in circles of individuals who had main purposes, and the main purposes were not dealing with uplifting the African God. None whatsoever.
11: Oh, yeah, we're not, in we not in contention with that. I agree with you cold I mean, they totally yeah. different. You ask them what they want to do, they tell you. They want to rule the world. But... I mean, I just wanted to make sure it's a differentiation between what you just spoke on Prince Hall Masonry and you know the more sciences what need to be elevated rather than focus on. Without, yeah, on no doubt. Yeah. What's going on nah, no doubt. But else.
2: like I said earlier, we're talking about European Freemasonry. That's that was that's what's being discussed. So we are dealing with that. That's gonna I be dealt with it. because, and then even my brothers in Prince Hall. My, my my main thing y'all is was popping. Let's deal with that. You know what I mean? what how y'all feel about that whole thing? How y'all feel about the Europeans? Cause, Cause it you know I'm not gonna sit down with somebody who I've identified as the culprit, the beneficiary, and the and the red-handed uh, uh, suspect in the murder of Hiram Abiff. We could sit down and play chess all day. You could sit down with the people with, with your enemy and play chess with him. You could even sit down and do commerce with him. But I'm not going to sit down and worship with him straight like that. I think that shit has got us nowhere. Real talk. My thing, the the, the generation that I belong to, we enter in the, the realm of consciousness with common sense. And rationalism, because we already been to hell and back, so we know what this shit is about. So we're looking at what is the past? What what are these organ? That's why a lot of organizations are begin beginning to resurface in this age of information that we live in, and a lot of these things are coming down because if they don't serve a
11: purpose. First hmm? step, we need to realize what it is that's most important, and that being, you got to be a just person. I mean, you got to be consciously loyal. You know, you got to be a good person. You got to be a good dude. You got to be trustworthy. And then that establishes a ground on which we could gather around and come together. You know, women are the first teachers. We got to respect them in that light. You know what I'm saying? So, no we got to take care of our children. We got to do all that. But you got to have some type of loyalty, some type of bond, a trust. And that just comes from being a good person within you know, knowledge yourself. You gotta be that just person.
2: No doubt. And all of my Masonic brothers, they show I can see where the discipline is gained and I can see where the stone gets chiseled. See where the power of the brotherhood exists and it's a beautiful thing. You feel what I'm saying? And it and that's something that other organizations don't exhibit to that fine of a degree. Anytime we get together, like I'm saying, even for the brothers who are any or you, I doubt. I highly doubt. I truly highly doubt that many, any of them, or many of them, have any knowledge of the true purposes of the European or Freemason. Like, like I doubt that they're trying to help them out in their goals or whatever. You know, there's just an organization that these brothers belong to because, like I said, it's rightfully ours in the first place. We have all rights to have it. We have all rights to be that. But like I said earlier, we was talking about shit that they dealing with. You just can't turn your cheek on that and keep it moving, and then say, "Well, we and I have to, you know, focus on nation building and re- and, and, and putting things together." But look, I'm gonna read something for you real quick. Just. Just so we could be clear, I'm going to the notes. Give me one minute.
8: Can I add on? Yes, sir. Yeah, um, about the the Freemasons, like most people don't know that Freemasons were actually public servants to the Moors. Like, there's a reason why mayors and governors have to either be a Freemason or part of a clandestine uh, Freemason group. Skulls and Bones is not Freemason, but they do Freemasonry. That's clandestine. So most of you don't know that Freemasons are at public service to the Moors. That's why they are patriotic. That's why they talk about voting. That's why they talk about upholding um, the Constitution. But even when they do that, at least use that information that you learn in Freemasonry and try to bang on the beast. That's what Marcus Garvey did. Most people in the Caribbean would say that Marcus Garvey was part of the Masonic Lodge because that was the circle of learned men. So St. Louis Vuitton, he was a high-degree mason, but he was using masonry to bang on the beast, though.
0: Mm-hmm.
8: Yep. So, you know, make up your, your mind for you brothers in East and Star. That's there.
2: Oh, no, here's the list. This is out of the book, Exhuming of a Nation. Orders or secret societies that are considered adoptive masonries. Order of Demolay, Jobs Daughters the Order of the Rainbow, Acacia, Phi Beta Kappa, all Greek-Roman-based college fraternities and sororities, Eastern Star, Daughters of Isis, Daughters of the Nile, Tall Cedars of Lebanon, Elks, Moose, Prince Hall Masons, John Belmont Masons, the Moorish Science Temple of America of 1934, not Drew Ali, in quotes, Eagles, Oddfellows, the Grains, Sojourners, the armed forces, jesters, knights of the Ku Klux Klan, Knights of Columbic, the Catholic orders, Knights of Dominicans, American Bar Association, Fraternal Order of Police, Order of Morticians, Judicial Systems, Militaries, and Private Businesses. Do you know the Illus ritual you know the biggest fraternity in existence? No, the one of the most powerful fraternities in existence is the mortuary fraternity. Do you know we talk about all of this other stuff? We talk about these lodges. We talk about certain religions. We talk about certain cultures. But they perform the illest ritual on our people every single day, which is basically the thing that is stopping us from moving forward and the souls are being trapped because they are taking the bodies. They are the ones controlling the bodies that our whole ritual, our whole system was based on preparing the body and having the entails of the body and canoptic jars and things of that nature. You would never turn the body over to them because that's the rites that you must perform to leave this, uh, this dimension and come back. Yep. So these are these are the different organizations that have been identified
11: as being cronies. Well, I mean, I I wouldn't argue with that up until the extent of the black, the uh, national Pan-Holistic, uh corporation uh, council. I mean, uh, being the uh, Greek three letters black fraternities and sororities. I mean, my brother is a Kappa, so I pretty much know that there's no masonry involved in it. It's basically, it's a situation where they had them for whites and the black, the black. Students in the 1900s, they didn't have no, they didn't have no clubs to do, you know. And instead of adopting the African name, which was kind of like weird at the time, because they wasn't teaching you African history like that. They didn't have the luxury we have. They uh, took mm-hmm. on a Greek uh, three-letter name, but at the same time, everything past that is totally African. I mean. The uh, Qs go back to Sirius and even further back to the Pyramids. The Alphas definitely go back to the Pyramids and the Pharaohs, it's even in their coat of arms. I mean, it's so much that's, I mean, it's so much, I mean, I'm not t- saying that what y'all saying ain't valid because it may be more to it that I don't know. I may be ignorant to some of the stuff that's going on, you know, but as far as I know, I just take it for what I see. They do charity, they go to parties, get drunk, hang out. It was just a it was a way to bring black people together and focus on charitable things and coming together just like the white people did.
8: Well you gotta still you still gotta go back to to the root of the organization though. Like, do you know that Skulls and Bones was behind the scenes that came up with the boule Sigma Pi Phi? And then Sigma Pi Phi is the one that came up with the fraternities and the authorities, for so-called people of color, the same reason why we have Jews who was behind the the building of the NAACP, like the natural things that humanity is supposed to do, like charity and stuff like that, those are natural things, but however, the mind of the people is still captured, they do do a little bit um, of Freemasonry because, you know, when they become into the fraternity, they call it Cross in the Sands. Mm
11: -hmm.
8: But the problem with that is that they're still impersonating an impersonator who's impersonating us. I mean, I, as a researcher, I have no problem with them saying that they're Greeks. But which Greek are you talking about? Because there's ancient Greeks, and then there was a mulatto stage, and there was a pale stage. There was ancient Rome. And there was a, a lot you of think, stage, you and then Leon- there was a pale stage.
2: Are you Leonidas, or are there's you the black love. Greek?
11: Right. Like I said, the, the name is
8: only Greek. Everything else about it is
11: Afrocentric.
2: The name is everything.
8: But you still, um, there's a brother, I forgot his name right now, that you could look up. He actually wrote the history of most of the fraternities and also Sigma Pi Phi. The ritual is the key. When you understand the thing about ritual initiation, you are almost taking a part of yourself and reenacting someone else. If somebody else is behind the origin of your ritual, you're almost um, in, in a state of possession.
11: I yeah. think the most important thing to look at is the virtue. Like, for example, omega five there's four cardinal virtues. is manhood, scholarship, perseverance, and uplift. If you want to define anything, you always look at what its moral content is. And, I mean, you're doing that and you exposing what's behind the veil. You know what I'm saying? But as far as the yeah, tangible, the- what they put on paper,
8: and I'm, not, mean, I mean, I'm, I'm not in or- disagreement with, with none of that at all. I'm not in disagreement with none of that at all. I'm just saying if they was to make their own organization, why can't they call it an Asiatic fraternity or, something, or African fraternity? Instead of everybody having a Greek name, everybody has an African tribe or something. Like, I understand that, but who's behind it? Like, where does the money go when they pay their dues? They may do things in in, in the charity, in the in the so-called black neighborhoods, but where does that organization money get funded to? You, you still have to go to the root. Yeah. When you take a DNA test, to see if you come from Africa, which makes absolutely no sense because scientists already proved that ninety nine point nine percent of everybody on the planet is genetically connected. And if we were the first one here, it doesn't matter where you try to take a test to see where you belong to, you will still um belong there. If they did a test to see if people came from Hawaii, it'd be the same situation. But most of that money that goes into that DNA test, part of that money goes into research for them to kill us genetically. <laughs> So you have to go through there there's, there's natural things that people do, and then there's people who are lawless that may need virtues and these other things because they're lawless people or they don't know who they are.
11: Yeah, I think what the Moran Science Temple is missing is exemplifying, exemplifying those virtues, those commonalities, those unalienable rights that we have that was given to the Creator, whether it's you or, you know, just that supreme being, that created it all for us. Uh, well, they we got, got five choice.
2: principles that they,
11: they yeah, got we five got got principles they're here to. Right. Um, exactly. And it's like that should be exemplified. Like instead of just saying it, you got to live it and walk it because that's, that's how you're going to return back to the one. It's not those five principles Yo. aren't there for a reason. I mean, they're there for a reason. You know what I'm saying? You're supposed to exemplify yeah.
0: that. Okay, where do you live at?
11: Uh, I live in uh, the Bay Area. I'm in California.
2: All right, well, it's being exemplified all around the world, all around America especially. And if you don't see it in the Bay Area, it doesn't mean that it's not there. But please believe wherever you turn is being exemplified. We are living with those principles, and we are exemplifying that. You know what I'm saying? And the people take notice of that
0: this is, right, this, is, this, is,
2: this is going on globally at this at this point so you know I feel what you're saying but you know
8: but that's the problem that we may have with
2: we all need improvement though we do all need improvement and we we do all need to come together more so and exemplify more unity but you know everything doesn't happen overnight this is a works in, this is a monumental works you know what I'm saying but like I said this generation coming in with their eyes open and their ears to hear, that means that we're coming in with the logic and we're just making logic out of nonsense. Whatever's nonsense won't survive. Feel what I'm saying? So, you know, people yeah, people got to stick with them. They got to stand on their square. All will be tested.
11: I mean, I'm to the point where, like, if I got to, if, if it's a choice between me having to rob somebody and star, I'm a star just because I want to exemplify that, you know what I'm saying, that I'm a just person and, you know, and that's what I'm about. It, it ain't all about life for me because I'm only fearing the supreme being. So it's just like, I guess it kind of rubs off on other people as they see it. I'm less tested. You know what I'm saying? And. I never come to that point to where I'm a star because people look out for me if they ever came to that. Not that I need anybody, but I have people offer me things just out of nowhere because I'm trying to – what I'm saying, we got to live on principles, and they got to see us living it because that's the only way to get to the children. Children, they learn by what they see as we see. Oh, yeah,
0: totally start agree. Start putting
11: NWA and them on the TV, and look how they doing. They learn from what they see. You can say what you want to that's, them all day. It's what they see. Yes, it is. That's why it's important.
2: That's why, yeah, that's why we must, even this is what we must do as a family also is, and it just can't be one or two of us. It has to be exactly. a group of us. It has to be a wave of us that we have to recreate media. Do you are we aware that we live in an age called a new media age? You know, I.E. that there's a new age that you could do anything that you. You could create media. You everybody sees people doing it from their living room. You got people they don't even have to go outside. They could be in their living room and turn into whoever they want. You know what I mean? Like people are doing Oprah type shows from their living room on the internet and things of that nature. That's a new frontier. So. The new frontier is to replace NWA that's on the screen because our enemies, the people who don't have our best interests and in our social engineers, they're going to put the social programming in our face by any and every means possible. So it is our job, because at this point, we know that the visual has a, has profound impacts, but we live in a digital age. So the same way that they could put big uh, digital screens in Times Square, we need to begin to erect big digital screens, but we need to be showing our people something that will wake them up. That's that's it. You know that ain't it? But I'm just saying. But these are some of the things that we have to start doing. I totally agree with you. I'm watching the music deteriorate. The the, the whole uh, species. It's 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 like genetically dumbing down a whole species. You feel what I'm saying? To the point where the people are losing. The light and they and they and they and they bodies like they don't even they look like a hologram a, um, a and shit, they don't even look real. When I watch these kids walking down the street with their pants, they're doing a the penguin walk because the pants they took they took it so low, the pants is below the knees now, so they do a wobble walk like the penguin, you know what I'm saying? And then they got like drawers, they dirty drawers, boxes, and stuff, and then right behind them. It's a shorty who look mad good, young, bright, vibrant. You know what I'm saying? And she got like an ear in her lip. And then next to her is a shorty that look like Lil' Wayne. And they holding hands. You dig what I'm saying? And then you got a group of other dudes and they and they, they, they looking they like Diddy bopping mad hard. They got the iced out Jesus um chain on. They wearing mediums, but they like two hundred pounds each. You feel what I'm saying? Looking all retarded, chewing on like a um a, a, a pig's feet sandwich, going up and down the block, looking crazy. Like so, this is happening because BT has traded that paradigm. Hot ninety seven. I don't even have to listen. I don't need an iPod, and I don't need to listen to the radio all day. If I hear the shit for like an hour, the whole lineup is in my head. They doing real good with the programming, and every song that the only twenty songs that they play out here in New York is. Um, My Chick Bad, My Chick Good, Be Busy Bitly, uh, you know, just all the shit that, that just have your mind all over the place. You know what I mean? How low can you go? So the little babies are singing the songs. Their mamas are singing the songs. Their sisters are singing the songs. Their grandmamas singing the songs. So people are not, their they minds ain't elevating because they're being dumbed down. So, instead of, we not going to, sh- until the best way to shut down Hot 97, you got to build something greater than them. Come on, we the damn mountain builders. We the pyramid builders. You know what I mean? They got tech, this open source. We could be building shit.
11: But just check this. This one, uh, Irish immigrant dude became a millionaire. You know what he did? He opened up a little boy's school. Now, me, mm-hmm. I don't know if he was playing with the little motherfuckers or whatever, but he got so many donations from them damn uh, people because he opened up a little school because he seen what was happening with them in around the 1930s or something. And a million dollars back then was a lot of money, but he got funded so much money because he took these little kids and stopped them from being criminals and stuff, and he opened up a little school and opened up a little, like, orphanage-type thing, a little priesthood or whatever you call it, and he helped them kids out. And I'm just thinking, like, if it worked then for them, maybe it'll work for us. If we like, I mean, y'all know more about it. Y'all got means and uh, money and everything. So I was thinking, like, maybe y'all should like pursue that. Get an old gymnasium or old school and just, you know, get these kids well, up there. Yeah, we knits. actually um, get
0: that yeah, funding. I'm glad that
11: you, yeah, I'm glad
2: that. Yeah, I'm glad that you're even saying that because we're currently looking at um. Some property in the South and in New York that's going to deal with a daycare center, and there'll also be a school that it, we'll get. A, we we working on getting a building, you know what I'm saying? Because we really don't want to separate the children. You know, have the babies on one side of town, then have your children going to school on the other side of town, then you work on the other side of town. No, you could work in the building on the third floor because the game is digital at this point. So we're talking about internet type digital workers and whatnot, you know what I mean? If we're not creating things with Photoshop, we're creating things with our movie, we're creating things with Pro Tools. All of these programs are the programs that people of the new generation, the digital generation, we have to start using these tools as the weapons or the, uh, let me not even say weapons, as the, uh, the tools that will get us out of the conditions that we are in. Rappers do it all day. They use Pro Tools and they use Final Cut Pro to get out the hood. Final Cut Pro shoots the videos and cuts them up to edit them. Pro Tools is what you make your rap songs on. You feel what I'm saying? Graphic designers, um, animators, people that make clothes and stuff, they do that using Photoshop. Those are the programs that you use, Illustrator and whatnot. So we got to master these things. You know what I'm saying? But we want to get these auditoriums, like you were saying, we want to get these walls and we want to start projecting lectures for these children to see. And the way that we're going to do it is we're going to edit the lecture where they don't have to go through the whole lecture where we could give them, like, 15 minutes of one of our master teachers, which we have in the hundreds at this point. You feel what I'm saying? Like, they got they got audios of uh, Marcus Garvey out there, Elijah Muhammad videos and all of that. So we got teachers from all the way from the 50s all the way up to now so the reason why the children are suffering is because they are not getting the knowledge that we are getting. It's the bottom line. So how could, you, how could we be getting knowledge that we know is is in the truth and is changing your reality and is saving our world, yet and still well, we know that they're not getting that knowledge, and then we be like, yo, why are they so messed up, man? What's wrong with these children?
11: Right. But the thing is I'm no different from no man when it comes to temptation. We all got our needs, and I understand that. We all got to do what we got to do. But I'm just like Yeah. Like, see me in front of the children, I'm a whole nother person and that's how you gotta be. I mean, do what you gotta do, but when it they gotta see they gotta see that right that right path. And it sounds like y'all yeah. own it. I don't wanna take up all your time. Just keep at it, keep working it, it's gonna happen. Alright, it's been peace. Uh holler at y'all later, fam.
2: Alright. Appreciate it. Peace. Well, I call queue drop. So, whoever's line is open, you know, you're free to have questions, comments, or concerns and share it with the family. You know what I mean? So, I'm opening up the line.
0: Peace. All right. Well, it seems that the brothers got
2: dropped. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a few more passages from the book. Peace. Peace. Peace, God. Yeah, I'm still here. It's the blue pill. Oh, all right. I yeah, what it is. Building, you know what I'm saying? Morris Brooklyn came through and and did the damn thing. I've appreciated everybody that has contributed their input to tonight's show to make it another classic. You know what I'm saying? Another one for the archive. Another one that they could hopefully play for their grandchildren. You know what I'm saying? To yes, update to their stolen make some history, you know what I mean, that we're resurrecting. So, yeah, I'm still here listening to the God's Bill. Um, You know, I'm finishing up with the the family, so I'm going to put this on mute and continue to listen in, all right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Tell the family I said, peace. Absolutely. Peace. All right. All right. Let me read this thing about 1492 that I was talking about earlier. All right. This is from the book Dogs of God, Columbus, the Inquisition, and the Defeat of the Moors. It has been suggested that the three most important years in American history are 1492, 1776, and 1865. Of these, 1492 goes far beyond American history. It is pivotal as well as Spanish history, and Jewish and Arab history, and world and church history. Indeed, it is difficult to imagine another single year in the past millennium when so many single significant strands of history came together and so changed the world in one swoop. The completion of the 500-year movement to conquer the Moors, The end of the 800-year reign of the glorious culture of Islamic Spain, the consolidation of the modern Spanish state, the senator explosion of the Spanish Inquisition, the Spanish Renaissance in art and literature, the expulsion of the Jews, the discovery of the New World, and the subsequent division of the world between Spanish and Portuguese spheres of influence. 1,492 is a year that can aptly be called apocalyptic, both in the original meaning of the word as revelation or disclosure and in its more modern uses of colossal calamity. That so many important forces of history converged at one time and evidently begs the question whether the hand of God was at work in the confluence. To the Christians, the Arabs, and the Jews of the late 15th century alike, there was no doubt. Such great and terrible things do not happen simultaneously at random. Providence had to be solved, had to be involved, and the major players were merely God's instruments, either for glory or for disaster. So that's just a small reading from this powerful book that uh I recommend, you know, you leave the store with. And um in the book the the part one the epic is spun from the elements of event and character Are all of these major players. So these are people that we're going to start researching as we solve the mystery, which I'm uncovering every day is the greatest lie ever told to man. I, I, I lie to you not. This whole lie that they gave us, this thing, we have to unravel it. You know what I mean? we got to put all differences aside, and we got to break this code because these are the spells that they have on us. This is this is the spell that's defeating us. We gotta get the truth out there. Alright? So <clears throat> besides the monarchs, there is Christopher Columbus, Tomas de Torquemada, the incarnation of the Spanish Inquisition, Bob Dill, the Unfortunate, he's the last king of the Moors. Gio of Portugal, who missed his chance to sponsor Columbus, the court rabbis Don Isaac. Abravanal and Don Abraham Senior, Enrique IV, Isabella's predecessor and Fay half brother. and Cardinal Rodrigo Borgia. Later he was Pope Alexander VI. The lesser players are no less interesting. They include El Zagal, the valiant one, the great Moorish warrior, the Marques of Cadiz, who was very paragon, who was the very paragon of medieval chivalry. The Florentine Firebrand, Duralamo Savonarola, and the Cardinal of Spain, Pedro González de Mendoza, who was called the third king of Spain. So they get into all of these characters, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's a movie, so I, time providing, uh, I'm definitely going to put together a visual lecture that will deal with this for any of the family that was at the lecture that I did in Harlem first installation of fear of a Moorish nation where I did the Moors in antiquity, they see that I showed with empirical proof beyond a sh- shadow of a doubt, you know what I'm saying, with the finest images and sources to back up everything that was said that the Moors of Spain were definitely, you know, the the, the light bringers, you know what I'm saying, we were the ones, we were the empire that basically had this, we just, we had it all smash. you know what I'm saying. And we were we were um dealing with some heavy stuff in terms of knowledge, in terms of science, in terms of sorcery, in terms of magic, you know what I'm saying in terms of spirituality, you know what I mean so it's, it's all good, we gotta study that, but um, I'm gonna have both lectures. Available because I did two parts. I'm going to have both of them available on com. You know what I'm saying? So be sure to visit that when you get a chance. And sign up under the friend list because, like we were talking about earlier, we have a lot of events um, coming up. We have a lot of engagements that we'll be at. You know what I mean? And We definitely want the family to come out. You know what I'm saying? Once again, shout out. To the family in Detroit That came out for the Saturday lecture You know what I mean We are now officially family Because Detroit changed forever after that day A few hours after that day Detroit will be changed forever With the incident With um, The uh, The massacre I don't even want to say the killing I would say the massacre Of Miss Ariana Jones You know and uh, once again, I'm about to change his name in my book. That's the Prophet Phil Valentine. You know what I'm saying? We got about He has about 100 different instances of prophecy, but I'm going to call it like it is. The Prophet Phil Valentine broke it down in plain view and empirical proof on Saturday. He told the people that they're going to traumatize you. This is what they're preparing to do. Get ready for it. The metaphysical war on archetypal humanity, guess who that is? The black woman, the mother. And sure enough, they made that move. So that whole lecture is just, it is what it is. You know what I mean? It is what it is for all who are there. And all those who see it on DVD, you'll know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Very powerful lecture indeed. You know what I'm saying? And when the brother comes to New York, you know what I'm saying, he was going to bring ten times more knowledge and more information, you know what I'm saying, to uncover and to deal with the forces that are working against us, against the good family. Let me pull up this flyer so we could say the address for the event that we're going to be at in Ohio. We're going to be in Columbus, Ohio. No. Yeah, I believe it's Columbus, June 12th and June 13th, okay, the Juneteenth weekend, all right. We're going to be there with Sister Jay. She invited us to the event. It's going to also feature New York Oil, rapper extraordinaire, Yashiro Lynch. And it will also feature Professor Griff, Public Enemy. All right. And the red and the blue pill. And other guests. We're working on getting Brother Ampoo down there. So anyone who's in the area, the Detroit area, Cleveland, Columbus, um, Pennsylvania, come on out. You know what I'm saying? It's a two day event and it's gonna be it's, we're gonna have workshops and we're gonna be doing our thing. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna make it a, we're gonna make it another classic. So that's June thirteenth and June twelfth. Then we're gonna be in Atlanta next weekend. So for the family in that area, in the ATL area, Tennessee. I met brothers that drove in from Kentucky and St. Louis at the um, Fear of a Black Planet. So, you know, there's no limit. It was brothers from New York. They had had brothers from New York that came down. So, you know, we're going to be in Atlanta, you know what I'm saying, Memorial Weekend. We used to do Miami real heavy, be in Miami, you know what I mean? Then we graduated to DR and other places, but in this lifetime, it's Atlanta Memorial Weekend. You know what I mean? That's the progression right there. That's the upgrade. ATL
8: Memorial Weekend. Let's make it happen. Please go there and and raise the frequency.
2: We went there and we raised the frequency with fear of a black planet. You know what I mean? I need everybody who attended that event will attest. The DVD has not really flooded the market yet. You know what I'm saying? But when it floods the market and the people get to see what we did out there, they're going to understand. You know what I mean? And we raised the bar. We damn sure raised the bar. You know what I mean? Shout out to the family that came out. Like I said, it's all about y'all. Y'all were the ones that made it a magical moment. Y'all the ones that made it what it was. I was just really drawing off the energy of the family that showed up. You know what I mean? Like the doctors was in the building. You feel what I'm saying? And you know what Atlanta is, you know what Atlanta is dealing with. Return to the Ankh. So the ox came out, brothers came out, the warriors came out, the scholars came out, the babies was coming out. You know what I mean? I had my mama there. You know, the commerce was going, it was flowing, the food was flowing. So we're gonna we're gonna make this this event here. It's on, it's, it's 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 about
0: the upgrade.
2: So when we put on an event like that fear of a black planet and then when we come back for the memorial weekend we bring in the upgrade and we also have Brother Polite tentative. You know, it's, not, it's tentative the Brother Polite will also be on that trip how could I forget you know what I mean so we bring in Brother Polite to the ATL like I said the upgrade you know what I mean because the family demands it they want that so that's what we're going to give them You know what I mean? I mean, I'm looking for a tour bus. If there's anybody out there that got tour bus links, like, we need y'all on deck. You feel what I'm saying? We need y'all to come through, and we need to get this whole tour bus thing popping because, real talk, I could convince my peoples in the town, it's about 80 of us, you know what I mean, on the lecture circuit, that it's time to keep it, you know, it's time to come up out of New York for a week and let's go to these towns and bring our products and bring our information and bring the love and the light and the energy to these towns that they never seen nothing like that. Morris Brooklyn, you know how we're in New York, right? Right. And New York has many scholars of many calibers, might I add, because you got master teachers, you know what I mean, you got scholars, but nevertheless all are scholars all are all are, all are, um you know the gods and by having all of these people in New York, you know what I mean, where it's very concentrated, you we begin to think that outside of New York and every other community outside of New York or different states and territories that they share the same you know um it's the same scenery out there failing to realize that
8: that might not be the case right right because they be be telling me man because they be be starving for the information that's why they be glad when y'all when y'all travel and go out that's why they cross all the borders to come see you because unfortunately it's not like that the moors the moors were the
2: navigators when I was unconscious I was navigating. Anybody know who anybody know me my previous incarnation when I was twin or Phil figure or wisdom? They know how we was hitting the roads and my brother was P More, Tweezy. You know what I'm saying? So that was already in us. Like many of us who are waking up and we are we are we are finding out about our ancestors and the things that they've done. We like well, goddamn it! That's the things that I do. That's me, right now. Even when I was unconscious, I was doing that. So now you get conscious of it. You take that same energy that you was unconsciously doing the right thing, and we consciously begin doing the right thing. Or well, what I, you know, because it's all dualities. Don't be afraid to to live in a fucking duality. Part my French or my Moorish Latin. You know what I mean? Like, there's, a, there's ups and downs. There's left and rights. There's light and dark. You feel me? So if you can identify when you was doing it unconsciously in the darkness, in the unconscious state, then when you begin to identify you were doing it in the conscious and the light state, that means that you could, the damn pendulum has swung. You've completed the 360 in a way. That's called completion. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, people say that the Moors have to demonstrate and I'm like, look, man, the Moors been demonstrating. Like, I'm we living a Moorish life. What are you talking about? We are doing what we've always done. We are doing what our forefathers and our foremothers have been doing. Especially when we begin to wake up to who we are, and we begin to study, then we begin to study more, then we begin to study some more, and then we begin to study self, because it's truly about self, first and foremost. The transformation of self. What was? What is this information doing for you personally? For self, because we are. Even though we are part of the collective, your experiences in Moorish Spain or your experiences in Kemet or your experiences in Ethiopia, or your experiences in the Yucatan Peninsula, or your experiences on Solomon Island, is your experiences. It's all in your bloodline. It ain't my experiences. So if you gravitate to a chapter in a book and it speaks to you and it opens something up and it wakes something up, that's your experience because that's part of your lineage. All books do is activate past memories. These are DNA unlocked. Uh, Unlock us. The spell, remember the book is the spell. We used to create something called Grimoire. Grimoire were magical books. And when I say magical books, I mean, don't think abracadabra, but it, we did have abracadabra in the words that you spell from front to back. But we also had stories. that were spells that we would cast in spells and wake up memories. So, when we read books like the Metuneta and we read books like Moors in Spain, or we read other even when we read biblical books, these are books that cast spells, these are books to wake up memories, these are books to wake up atoms within. DNA activates you, activate the gods within. And you turn into that god. You could turn into a hundred gods. That's like a dude being on the block. His name is David, but then he's Pookie, and then somebody else know him as Nut. And in his rap name, he's um, Jesus Christ Superstar. Those are all different people. It's not the same person. Those are all egos. They exist in the same body, but those are different people. You dig what I'm saying? So you have multiple people, multiple personalities within you. If your bloodline is millions of years, of, if you're here on this earth right now, if your feet is on this earth right now, then Your bloodline draws back millions and even billions of years because you wouldn't, if if you stop, if your bloodline stopped procreating, you just don't, you know, how do you, you don't just reappear. Your bloodline have to keep continuing. So you exist through that bloodline. So within the bloodline, you have all kind of incarnations. You cannot not believe in incarnations because the soul is infinite. And time, what you see with time, time denotes, like, trends and cultures and eras and whatnot. The 80s won't be, the 80s was not what the 90s was, and the 90s was not what 2000 was, and 2010 is not what 2009 all the way to 2000 was. So these things change in time. You feel what I'm saying? So your bloodline has all of those experiences within them. Tap into them. Wake those people up. They exist. It's not in the physical and the mental, they exist, though. And you could draw from that power, and you know the power that's within. That's why you can't look with you – we keep looking out at billboards, TV screens, and movie screens, and iPad uh, uh, screens and whatnot, and we're looking for God there. We want to see God pop up on YouTube or something, but we don't want to see God within you understand? Gods are within. And you reflect outward. And then you can't see God if you, when you look in the mirror, you don't see God. So. On that note, show is coming to a close. Plug your own website, Morris Brooklyn. Um,
8: or oh, my website could be on my, on my YouTube. So just go to youtube.com Slash Moorish Brooklyn M O O R I S H B R O O K L Y N. Yeah. And my, my on my YouTube it says educational and that's what it's for educating you mentally, physically, spiritually, and financially.
2: No doubt. That's what it is. Is there anybody else on the line that has a website? A business or a service that they provide that they want to promote before they get off the line. All right. Well, this show here was sponsored by kingscounty.com. That's K I N G Z K O U N T Y. The summer's here. You know what I'm saying? The new designs. the only way the new designs will be up by the end of next week. I got thirty new designs that I'm putting up. The illest, comedic, Moorish, um, uh, extraterrestrial. You know what I'm saying? And all kind of other revolutionary T-shirts that you can see. You feel what I'm saying? Well, you know, they do what they do. You know what I'm saying? Check us out. Uh, visual alchemy that's what I call them. They're a piece of the pie. I don't want to make it seem like they're the only game in town and whatnot because they're not. I'm actually wearing my dude, net creation um heru Supreme, you know what I'm saying he got one of the illest uh comedic clothing line he does he 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 puts the sparkles on the papyrus paper he gets the he gets the gold dust and puts it on the papyrus paper. You know what I'm saying, so I want to big up his his line. I want to big up your line, too, um, your clothing line, Morris Brooklyn. And if you still want to,
8: I I want to um, help you with some designs and put some things together. We could collab. Right. I I had to shut down. It's still on order right now, but I haven't really got back to it because I've been busy with other things. But when I resurrected back up, yeah, definitely. Live Heaven Seamoss is also a sponsor. What I want to tell the fam in
2: Atlanta is that we need the economic sovereigns to come out because we come in to get the upgrade to these businesses, these corporate entities that we have, these unincorporated unincorporated entities that we have. But we need the power of the people, the investors. You know what I mean? The shareholders. How you think the time of who pops off? You got shareholders. You know what I mean? They fund their, they fund the whole legacy. They fund the movement. You know what I mean? So we're gonna be coming with some business plans.